As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Join us for episode 15 of the Stadia Stream Connect podcast as we talk the big Stadia Connect, Project Chimera ramifications, and big gaming news with the one and only Clive and Stadia Rocks of Generation X Gaming Club. Let's get into it. They sick cause I follow my gut They say I was pushing my luck I'ma push me a mat all black truck Oh, I'm not sorry What's up people? What's up people? What's up people? It is your boy MM2K of Stadia Dosage here With a special, special episode of Stadia Stream Connect Podcast With no further ado, because we got a lot of stuff to talk about, guys. And you guys are definitely not here to see me. I get it. I'm very self-aware, all right? But first, let's bring in our special guest. First, I want to bring in Clive, my buddy Clive. Hey, Clive, how's it going, my friend? Yeah, how's it going, bro? This this is good. This is going to be a good show tonight. 
I feel Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Long overdue. And then, last but not least, Adam, a- a.k.a. Stadia Rocks. What's going on, my good friend? I feel it too. <laughs> but, I, but I think it's the old bones. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hey. Oh, look, man. I- so stoked to be on your show. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. Hey. Absolutely. Um, you guys are, are, are just making ripples through the, the Stadia community. Um, you guys have unique backgrounds as well. We're going to get into that. And I just love listening to how you two parse things down. And I we can relate because we kind of, we were talking about this before the show started. We're kind of generation X gamers, you know, with our Metamucil and our walking canes, right? Um, so with that being said, I can relate to, a, how, you know, to, to how you guys come up at the tail end of your opinions and things like that. And it's fantastic that you guys got a show together. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's it, that, that, I think that's, that's something that the community needs. So, um, hell, let's get right into it. Clive and Adam, for those of you that, for those of us, excuse me, that live under a rock and may not know who you guys are, or what your content is. Can you individually tell us what you guys do separately and talk a little bit about generation X? Let's start with Adam first. Yeah, so what do I do um, in terms of content? So yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it's all it's ninety nine percent of it Stadia, um, a tiny, tiny amount of additional cloud gaming stuff. But that's just because I think I've said it before. You know, we're not. This isn't a plat. This is a. If you've bought a box, then that's the thing you're invested in, and and you know you're not going to likely play on some other system. With Stadia, it's about the games, and even. Google themselves see it that way. So, so you know, kind of spread it around a bit. But it's yeah. So I have a YouTube channel called Stadia Rocks. Uh, I have a, I'm on Twitter as Stadia uh, Stadia Rocks. Um, I have a website StadiaRocks.uk. So it's all Stadia Rocks, really. And um, Generation X is something that Clive actually it was Clive's idea. Uh, he and I had been kind of talking behind the scenes on various bits and pieces. I got Clive to record. Uh, a rising star or a star of stadia video which has yet to see the air but it will it will be live soon it's filthy this is it's a bit pornographic i did i had i've had to have, have him do it a couple of times just to keep it clean um and out of that really clive said you know do you want to do something together i've got a great idea um at that point he thought i was uh, hugely older than him so he was quite disappointed to find out we're the same age um and uh, yeah we we got it on um, and here we are. But, um, you know, I always bow to his greater knowledge. I'm really just hanging on to his coattails or his oh, hoodie tails. Yeah. Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. The chemistry is just awesome there, too. And I think it's, again, because um, you guys both come from an era of gaming where the philosophies are are, are quite similar. So, Clive, you know, let's talk a little bit about what you do, your 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 platform. I actually came across you a while ago and just had difficulty like reaching out to you. I always sent you these cryptic messages. Yeah, we got to talk. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. like, okay, what the hell's going on here? But um, yeah, talk a little bit about your platform and, and, and what you do, my friend. Okay, so I have a YouTube channel, strangely enough, called uh, Clive Illenden. <laughs> uh, you know, because I like to self-promote. That's what it's called. Uh, and it's uh, it's a load of random tech stuff. It kind of, uh, most of it's like stuff I just buy from Amazon. So obviously I happen to be into computers and gaming and whatnot. And so I just started reviewing stuff. 
And, you know, some people showed some interest in that, which is kind of, kind of cool. Uh, I did, oddly enough, I did, um, I did a review of an Xbox controller and uh, it just blew up. It's oh, still wow. today. I'm, I'm <laughs> Another one. Fifty thousand odd views. That's had. It's just like crazy. And then I did a review on the Project X Cloud, and that blew up. And I got loads of subscribers out of that because I've always in, and I was always interested in the potential of cloud gaming. And I tried the Shadow PC, uh, tried Project X Cloud at the time, and I could sit. They didn't. They didn't quite work. Mm -hmm. Well, they, they they were there. They were almost there, but you kind of had to sort of almost forgive forgive them for a slight bit of lag. Mm -hmm. Less so Shadow PC, but certainly with the X Cloud. But when um, Stadia announced Google, I thought, right, I'm gonna definitely I'll do an unboxing when it when it arrives. I'm 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 buying into that message. Their message, I was like, yeah, you've got me because if anybody can do it, they they you know they pay the money to get the best engineers in the world. So if it's possible to do this cloud gaming thing, they're the company that are going to prove that it can be done because they pay for the best sort of engineers there are. And uh, and they, you know, they kind of run the internet effectively. So if anybody's going to do it, I thought they could do. So I just thought, oh, it'll just be another unboxing. And then from that, I sort of began to sort of do more Stadia content and join in with this sort of Stadia content creators community a bit more and just do more and more and see other people these podcasts. And so now I have my Stadia Monday night podcast. Uh, on a regular basis and then yeah i invited um adam on and we uh, we talked about an hour beforehand and about two hours afterwards as well i seem to remember <laughs> and, and i've been thinking about you know like often youtube sort of considered a young man it's a young man's game youtube in it young man's game it's all these funny stomachs and I've, I've always been fascinated by uh youtube like i was saying earlier like i'm always fascinated by the new i'm not a person who keeps harking back to the heart a past necessarily unless it's to inform inform me of the present as it were in the future so um you know and i try to get my kids to be youtubers and stuff and all that Man, that's <laughs> so i ended up doing it i sort of i'm li i wanted to live my life vicariously through them but in the end i thought no i'll do it myself mm -hmm. and uh yeah now, now i'm a youtube partner on on that main channel and so then i was thinking you know look there's plenty of gaming podcasts and gaming news sites on youtube but it's all it's all from a younger perspective and as you kind of yeah. touched on earlier there's mm -hmm. a whole generation of gamers or, or people who've grown up gaming they may have gone quiet they may be sleepers at the moment but yeah. they're still interested in gaming but where's the where's that slightly older voice mm -hmm. on gaming you know that can still be into current gaming like anybody else but just so adam and i got talking we resonated on it and i just thought okay i have this idea i'm going to share it with adam because i wanted you know I, I, it always works better if there's a couple of people doing it so you can sort of riff off each other a bit and uh that's how it how it how it came about generation x gaming club yeah much needed much needed and and that's a great point before we move on that's a great point because and we talked about this before the show we could actually did a pre-show but <laughs> we talked about it before the show and what I my experience is, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Adam. My experience is when I'm at work, I'm I'm in a professional environment, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm I just can't contain myself. Like this isn't just me on on camera. Well, not not camera, but this isn't just me live on YouTube. Like when I play a great game, I'm looking for the first person that I know plays games too. And I'm like, did you play Division Two on State? You know, and 
So that reverberates through the office. And I used to get teased. Yeah. You know, MM2K plays uh, uh, Call of Duty with the kids late at night, you know, instead of, you know, taking care of stuff at home. So with that being said, I would run across other people our age that played games, too. And they would come over here. What? I heard you were playing Division 2. What time are you getting on tonight? You know what I mean? So we're like a silent majority, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. is, is that something that you come across to, Adam? Yeah, yeah. Funny enough, in in my um, business community, I'm mm-hmm. quite well known for the whole gaming thing. Yeah, I mean, just art- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wrote articles before. I mean, a couple of years ago on cloud gaming being the future, way before Stadia was a known thing, before probably even Project Stream actually. Um, yeah. So that's always been something that that I'm known for. And it's funny because I'll be in. I was in the meeting with with a couple of lawyers. And one of them said, oh, yeah, um, you're a big gamer. I said, yeah, yeah, I love a bit. Yeah, I'm on PlayStation. I'll oh, come and join the clan. Yeah, that <laughs> night he was in the clan. You know, it's like, yeah, exactly. We were in destiny. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. But, you know, I think you were saying earlier, and then that it's, you know, statistically, um, fif- uh, the average age is, is mid-30s now. Oh, absolutely. Yep. I mean, to be fair, that may even have increased because, of course, that that's a, st- that's a statistic that I was aware of a, a year or two ago. And that's and an it, average, so you know that. That's an average. You know, yeah, all yeah. kids that are 9, 10 playing Fortnite, yeah. so you think about how old people have to be in order to get an average. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Flatten that out, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, the statistics are amazing. Fifty percent, it's a mixed mixed uh, gender, male, female. Um, you know, it, it really is a universal pastime. And yeah. that whole stigma when we were younger, um, you know, if you were uh, if you were into oh, games yeah. in our twenties, oh, yeah. you were, you know, yeah. there was something wrong with you. You were a loser. Um, yeah, there was a definite issue there. Whereas yeah. that that's kind of that's gone. That's Perfect. no longer that's no longer a thing. Um, so I think we'll, we'll see, we will see a lot more people. I think maybe you know, to be fair. Uh, Clive and I are probably the upper end, in fairness. Um, <laughs> but I certainly, certainly, people in thirties and up into forties, it's not even a you know. Yeah, it's what I do. I game. You should and check I, out. You should check out Grandad Gamer or Gan, Grandad Streamer on okay. Twitch. Yeah, uh, I've, so I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched him. He uh, so basically, his family, his younger sort of family, his grandchildren, gave him a gaming rig mm-hmm. in his home. He's an ex ex sort of uh, soldier. Okay. He's in his seventies or whatever, and he plays Apex Legends and stuff like that. Wow. <laughs> and, it, and, he, awesome. and he gets well into it, and he's really wow. good. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah. amazing. And of course, they now, um, you know, now uh, all, all the sort of medical, um, you know, will point to the fact that it's actually great for things like depression. Um, mm-hmm. You know, on the one hand, yeah, okay, it can, you know, they say, oh, but you're you're locked away in your bedroom downstairs. But we know how social this is, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, it's it, if you're playing it's any game these days. That social, since things have gone online, you know, yeah. since the multiplayer games have be, is a thing, um, and we'll touch on it, I'm sure, earlier, but, you know, these people that say, yeah, but stayed, you have to be online all the time. It's like every game you really have to be online <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so crazy you know people yeah. laughed at xbox when they said and you're gonna you know 360 and you're gonna have to log in online what what hey but you all do it now every game yeah, so yeah. but the fact is yeah especially during this, this lockdown period um that social element is 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 so important and so cool uh, yeah. and it wasn't there before it was quite sort of insular and sort of silent you say you know people sort of playing in their basements that kind of notion but yeah, it's much more a casual thing now because people can meet up with their friends, form squads, clans, whatever, mm-hmm. and just go off on various adventures. Yeah. 
Yeah. I find it. Um, I find myself a lot more social, um, yeah. or yes. a lot more um, inclined to reach out and, and, and meet new people online. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot less angst rather, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And I feel those that say, you know, to Clive's point, you know, Oh, state is online all the time. To me, that sounds like complaining about the car over the horse and carriage. Cause you got to put gas in the car. Yeah, yeah, Everybody's yeah. putting gas in cars. Yeah, yeah. Now. Yeah. What the hell is the point? You know, and that's particularly important for you, obviously, MM, because as you can see, you're afflicted with a rotating GIF on your face. Yeah. So, you know, it's difficult for you to Absolutely, meet Absolutely, yeah. Hmm. Meet new people. Meet, meet other people. There's probably a community for GIF, GIF-faced people. There is. There is. The gift yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I'm I a Capricorn. Yeah, I, I suffer from the gift face. There's a few other people. Yeah, and this helps me too because um, I have one of those positions that they own my soul. And yeah. I, I'm limited yeah. to what I can show of myself, mm-hmm. you know, but you, hey, you got to put food on the table and you got to make sure the lights click on. Right. So mm-hmm. st- stuff like this helps. You know what I mean? So yeah, not, just that, awesome. not just that. And without blowing smoke up your anus, you are brilliant <laughs> at it. So, yeah. you know, it yeah. would be such a shame if you'd never come forth and, yeah. and, yeah. and, and do these shows. My my wife would say, you know what? It's better that this the gift is on. I got the gift. It's a lot better than the face, though. Um, no, 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 but but it's not about me, guys. It's all about you because that's why everyone's here, and we got thirty two people watching, and that's oh. a lot for me. So if you guys can do a huge favor, and that's thirty two people across Facebook and YouTube. So if you can't do a huge favor, please hit that like button. This is the type of stuff. These are the type of people that I that I like to highlight. Everybody that comes on the show I like to highlight, but g- the Generation X Gaming um, Club stuff like that is dear to my heart. Let, let's push. Let's let's give a big push to this. Please hit that like button, share this, and sub to. And then I put links to um, Stadia Rock's channel, Clive's channel, and Generation X uh, Gaming Club out there too. Definitely go out there and, and sub to them. And I'm going to keep saying that throughout the show. With that being said, let's let's peer let, let's peer a little bit more into you guys' world, and I'll start with Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Adam, you're known in the community for having such a keen business sense and, and, and a very gripping way of connecting business nuances to common folk. So, mm-hmm. what are some of the experiences that you have had that you can share with us that is <laughs> that is attributed to this ability? <clears throat> oh crikey um well firstly thank you for saying that i i wasn't aware that it was a particular skill but i guess <laughs> i guess it, i guess if <laughs> i mean the thing the thing with me my background is that uh, i come from a very working class um mm-hmm. background you know and i've i think i said i may even have been on a show with you at one point where i said you know i mean literally uh council estates in in this country are like projects in the states yeah. uh, and that's pretty much where i come from um my dad was a bricklayer uh, my mum worked in Woolworths, um, and no, no, you know, my both my mum and dad had ten brothers and sisters. I mean, it was real, you know, banjo playing stuff. Um, and the thing was that you know, I knew nobody that went to university. I didn't know that it was a thing that you could do. So everything I've ever done has been hard, you know, the old school of hard knocks. Um, and I guess as well, coming from that background, there's a. Most of the people I knew weren't particularly well educated. So if I wanted to convey a thought, uh, I had to do it in a way that they would understand. And, and I don't mean to sound patronizing when I say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And obviously, as I've gone on in business, and, and although selling's not a thing I particularly enjoy, it's a thing that you do, as you know, as, as you progress in business, you, you're essentially marketing and selling all the time. So a thing that I've always sort of prided myself on is being able to explain what is, it, for most of what we do, relatively technical. We develop software and apps and so on. Um, so, and a lot of our clients are not technicians, they're not software engineers, they're business people. You know, we sell to business people. So in explaining... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And understanding their requirements and then being able to talk to them about how we can solve it without necessarily talking technical. I guess that's where that comes from. Uh, and it's something I really love to do. I, I love to see people's eyes light up mm -hmm. when they get it. You know, when you suddenly go, what I mean is this. And then they go, ah, makes sense now. Um, so it probably comes from there, mate, if I'm honest with you. Good. No, no. And, and I have a problem with that because it, it'll take Sorry. me 30 minutes to explain something in two minutes. <laughs> so that's no, that's definitely a skill, you know, and, mm -hmm. someone, and they're like, you know, come on, you know, they're hitting their wrist. Come on. Time's up, buddy. You know, so no, that's a very yeah. important skill because sometimes you're lost in your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a teaching skill. And I think, you know, and I've done I've done guest I've done guest teaching at college and university as a, mm -hmm. as a guest lecturer simply because they've enjoyed the fact that that's what I do, that I go in as some an everyman. I've not been through their world. I've not been through the educational world. And yet I've achieved something. Mm. Um, and it kind of gives them hope that, you know, there's this. there are other ways of achieving this. Um, I love to connect with kids on that level. Love it. Yep. Good old-fashioned elbow grease. All right, Clive, we don't leave you out of this because you're also known for your ability to connect to these more complex occurrences in gaming and connecting them to to every to everyday thoughts and, and and interactions as it relates to games, and you know how to connect more importantly to the everyday Joe Schmo. So you have an interesting background, my friend, that you tried to you tried to throw under the radar. You know what I mean? As it relates to games, and you shared some of this background on Stadia Super Saturday, and I was like, hmm, I gotta get this guy on the show definitely, so he can share some of that with us if if he's willing to. W would you mind sharing some of that that gaming background with us, uh, my yeah. friend? So, you know, I always see myself as a casual gamer, and and to be in the last five years, I've sort of 
leaned towards the sort of more the, the 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 hardcore kind of gamer. But I'm still I like I still consider myself a casual gamer. I'm not into kind of really weird games or you know eccentric games. I like discovering new games and that kind of stuff. But I still like the popular games. So I come from it from a gaming point of view as a casual gamer, as a hobbyist, from that point of view. Games which are accessible, easy to play, fun to play, you know, and I sort of get in it from that point of view. But on the flip side, I worked in the gaming industry. Ah. So that's the key thing. So uh, I used to work for uh, Lego, mm. uh, specifically for Lego Media, who did the Lego games. Um, and uh, I was a business affairs guy there. I was the head of the business affairs there. So I did deals with the developers who made the games i did deals with publishers i did you know so i i did massive deal with you know ea i remember at the time mm. i got to travel they sent me around the world i used to go to e3 every year you know i went to japan i talked to sony talked to nintendo went to korea all these different things uh in my capacity uh working for a you know, a company trying to sort of, and it was at the time uh, Lego Games was in-house effectively. So we were um, oh, okay. a publisher. So they went on afterwards and licensed out that and gave it to- uh, Okay, kind uh, of like Disney does. Traveler yeah. Tales, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Who used, Traveler Tales used to do the Disney games. Um, and, but then they, so Traveler Tales became the sort of publisher and acquired the license of the Lego Games. But before that, so I used to work with the producers who would, uh, go and you know say so I'd do the deal with the developer, uh, and then the producer, in-house producer, would work with that developer to bring that game to to life. There was a whole Q and A department, so they were all young lads who were like seventeen, eighteen, and just played games all day, testing out the alpha alpha builds and stuff, and then reporting on the on the bugs and the errors. So I know how the gaming industry works. I'm. I'm in the entertainment. I'm still in television now. And most of my life I've been in the television industry doing the same sort of thing. So I understand the sort of behind the scenes, mm -hmm. but I also consume it as a casual, you know, a casual hobbyist. So when you link those two things together, I can see what the sort of behind, behind the curtain they're trying to do. Because mm -hmm. I understand, you know, it always follows a certain model. Uh, what they're trying to say, what they're trying to communicate, how how the business model works. So I, I know what's behind the curtain, but I also enjoy sitting the other side of the curtain and watching the show. So I kind of, that's how I kind of uh, see myself. I have the ability to sort of sit back and enjoy the show, but also I know what's going on behind the scenes. And if I can bring that and to relate it to, to everyday people, then, you know, great. Awesome. Well, that made my story sound crap, didn't it? <laughs> I, 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 well, <laughs> I, I, I come from a project that went on television. I wanted to go first because you were, I was thinking I've not come from, I came from a grey background, I used to call it. Like I was neither rich and neither poor. Grey class. Yeah. Like, I'm not really, class. Yeah, I don't remember the prime minister we used to have, John Major. I think I'm that class, <laughs> like literally grey. My dad, my dad wanted to be more, more richer than he was, but he didn't want to be as poor as we were. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't so I'm not, James O'Brien. Class, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, both, both great. No, those are both great backgrounds and and, and both great stories, definitely. Um, 
the chemistry is just great between you two. I love I love watching it. Um, so let's let's kind of peer into your your more of your gaming world, right? Um, so I'm going to ask you guys four questions. If you guys could just rapid fire answer those. Um, how long have you been gaming, roughly? Give me your favorite game, favorite genre, favorite system, if you can remember those. Who wants Which to go it? first? I'll go first. Okay. Forty-two years. Okay. Cool. 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 Destiny purely on the basis that I, I was saying this to Clive earlier, he couldn't believe it. 3,930 hours of Destiny I've played. Wow. Yeah, I was there. Uh, there was the hours, man. <laughs> yeah. I was there wedding. I was there wedding. Yeah. It was the favorite genre has to be that kind of MMORPG type stuff like Far Cry and, and okay. love, love those games. Favorite system, uh Stadia, but before yeah. that was PlayStation, I guess. Oh, cool, cool. All right, Clive. What, what, how about you? Um, uh, how long you've been roughly gaming? I don't know if it's been three hundred years, like Adam here, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. 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 We're, hey, we're all old. I've been I've been gaming for thirty plus years, so you know. But um, uh, on, and, on, on, on and off for twenty years, but in the okay. last last five years, it's like I thought. Yeah, you do. <laughs> the last five years, I thought. No, I'm. I used to enjoy gaming. I've got no, you know, nobody's, I could buy what I want, do what I want. I've got nobody telling me I can't do anything. So I'm going, you know what? And I want to get the kids into gaming as well. So I said to them, right, we're, yeah. we're getting into gaming. Straight <laughs> straight to the the Walmart, as it were, get an Xbox, get that down. And then since then, I've got an Xbox One S, an Xbox X, and you know, we've got two in the house. And then, you know, and I've just, update my gaming rig and all that kind of stuff so it's sort of in the last five years it's like it's become a hobby i say to my uh, i say to the old gf i say people of my age right we're meant to be wearing lycra and cycling everywhere because that's what people of my age that's their hobby you know they just see him I, I, one i'd look terrible in lycra and you're be, better than yeah, me mate i'm going to show you with that and they spend three you know i've got people of, of my age or similar in their 40s and stuff who like yeah i'm going to be into cycling yeah i like the tour de france and they'll spend three grand on a bike a carbon mm. fiber bike or whatever like that mm. and i and i was thinking well what is my hobby you know because i don't want to do that I, i'm not a cyclist i don't want to do all that and then i realized you know what my hobby is my hobby is playing games awesome no uh, game wise yeah game wise that, that's a toughie. That's like asking somebody what your favorite film is or something. It changes all yeah. the time. Yeah. So I yeah. sort of settled. Uh, I sort of. I sort of settled on two, and uh, I think I'm going to nominate one now, and I think it's going to be uh, Mario 64. God. Okay. Gotcha. Just because it's um, so well balanced and constructed in terms of your your you you learn without realizing the complexity goes up. Uh, and it's just beautifully uh, balanced. And then, in terms of the games, I like then a bit, a bit like Adam, I like uh, campaign, you know, story campaign type games. I'm a massive fan of the Tomb Raiders. I think mm -hmm. it's. I said earlier about games you can pick up and play. You don't have to be like really intense into the gaming and understand and sort of. Oh, if I just do this bit, or if I collect all these bits, you can do all that. But as a as a sort of a casual drop in a uh, game, you can just play the story, get through. The as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Missions. Get to the end. And you feel certain satisfaction. That mix of action, puzzle, platforming. Uh, it's so well done in the in the Tomb Raider games, and I just I just love them. So that's that's my sort of key key genre. But I play a bit of PvP and stuff. But my son puts me to shame because <laughs> my reactions are like slow motion. You know, yeah. like in uh, in uh, Zootropolis, my actions yeah. are like the sloth. <laughs> where, where he's, like with, yeah. he's like a fly. He's like a fly. He sort of sees ten times before it's happened. <laughs> So, I uh, suck at yeah. PvP. I don't. Even, I don't even yeah. try it. Like I, I, I want to play PUBG to too. Yeah, I've been as ever since PUBG dropped. I've been sending SOSs all over the stadium community. No one's responded because they're thinking, oh, if you can't play, then no, I don't <laughs> play. well, <laughs> here we go. We've got we've got a trio right here. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> all we need is a botmer away. Hey, look, look, guys. I, I don't know if you want to take me up on my offer, but when I was I was into I was. Um, I was addicted to Destiny, all right? Mm. Addicted to it. It got to a point to where my kids were like, hey, Dad, you know this is like low-level child neglect here. Like, you know, as soon as you come home, you're playing. <laughs> so, um, I, I, but I had a group called the Old Dirty Blasters. So if you guys want to resurrect the it. Dirty Blasters, we could do that, man. Love it. Yeah. Well, I, you see, my clan's called the Rockstars. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're welcome to join. I, I, think yeah. I, I went oh, to invite Clive the other night because well, Clive's in my Clive's in the Division Two Rockstars clan, okay. uh, which is one of those. There's two of those. There's uh, one that's maxed on PlayStation and and one that's got a, about I don't know what's it got Clive twelve thirteen on on Division uh, Stadia, and um, but also we've got a Rockstars uh, Destiny clan as well. And I meant, I, I've been waiting to see Clive come online so I can send him a clan request because you can't do it outside of the I old. I've uh, like Destiny recently because I got the. So my girlfriend is she's not she's not a gamer at all. Mm-hmm. So I I gave her she's never gamed. Okay, pop and candy crush that doesn't count, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the best. so, so uh, I I gave her my uh, Game Pass buddy. Yeah, and said, you know, you play it, and it literally it was like starting from scratch. So I'm going, mm. you know, learning how to use a controller, like that thing mm. when you when you've got a little child who's like three yeah. or four, you, and you go, yeah. stop looking at, look, look up, no, no, look, look up, no, look back, no, no. It was like that. That this was this was back in what December. Yeah, she's now on the same level as me in uh, Destiny Two, and now I was saying to Adam, we we having this thing where. 
uh, I'll go on and she's a level up and I'll go, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You've been yeah. playing behind my back. So then yeah. when she's not on, I go in and make sure I go off a level. Sneaky. And then she, <laughs> you've been playing behind my back. And, then, yeah. and that's, yeah. it's got yeah. a, it's a kind of relationship rivalry thing with me. And I haven't played as much as I used to, I'll be honest with you, but what I, I what I've been doing with it, and not so much recently because we're all at home now, but when before the lockdown, my, my daughter's a local university, and if she felt lonely at night, she we'd fire up Destiny and play together. Okay. So we and until she until literally, I'm going. So what do you think? Hello, hello. Right, she's dropped off. There we go. Let's go. <laughs> it was just it was just a way of connecting. It allowed her to kind of chill out a bit. But it's just a lovely game. Just a, did you prefer Destiny One or Destiny Two? Destiny yeah. One. I was there yeah, was so much. Too. You know, I was yeah, starting to become too. an old man, shaking his fist at the window mm. when Destiny Two came out. The mm. just a bunch of stuff I didn't like. So yeah, you know, yeah, I, I yeah, it's quite hard. hard to get understand really. And the story yeah. campaign seem mm. all out of order, and you sort of. No spoilers, but you sort of see a character and you go, hmm. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes. New, new light. Yeah, I, like, at all. I was saying earlier about a good casual game takes you by the hand. Like people mm-hmm. don't like games. They're used to, you yes. know, games have changed a much more open world now. That's fine. But I quite like the the games on a rail that took mm-hmm. you through the story, yeah, you know. You need guard. Look, we're older. We need guardrails. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Medal of Honor games. You know, and it's just yes. take you through the mission. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, hundred percent. No, I think Destiny One reached perfection, and then they stopped it. It was such a shame because yeah. when it ended, it was. I still go into it now. I've still got it installed on the PlayStation. Great. Love that. Love it. It was a great, great, great game. Mm. You know, hopefully, hopefully the, the 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 franchise with its next iteration will, will get back to. They, uh, there was a big article from the creative director, I think, last week, talking about you know how they're looking at it in in the hole and the round and the plans they've got for the next iteration and where it's going to go. And they've taken on board some criticisms and all that kind of stuff. So it will be interesting. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely, and hopefully, you know. Well, my kids are older now; most of them are out the house, so you know, this, I can be a little neglectful now. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> I get, I'm not getting in trouble for it. Uh, so let's let's talk specifically about Stadia, guys. All right. Yeah. So, um, whoever wanted takes a grab at this first. What led you right. to Stadia? Who wants to grab at that first? All right. Okay. Yeah. So, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I'd um, I tried the the Shadow PC. I just thought, what a brilliant concept, you know having a virtual computer uh, and you just rent it and it's like super powerful. And um, I played some games on it and uh, it looked really good, but there was some inconsistency in it. But I thought, wow, this is good. And then Xbox said, okay, we're going to do Project X Cloud. So I jumped on the beta on that and I got into the trial early on. And uh, I thought, wow, this is is good. But clearly there is a, you know, there is a slight Mm -hmm. lag. It's playable, but... But then when Google announced it, as I said earlier, I thought, you know what, if anybody can do it, mm-hmm. they can do it. And do it. and then then when they had their Connect sort of GDC Connect thing in March 19, I thought, yeah, I think they've been testing this now for a year sort of prior. And they wouldn't have they wouldn't be saying the things they are if they weren't confident that it did the job. And I know there were a lot of doubters. It's impossible, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna get do be too much lag and latency, ridiculous. You know, this 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 was the, the sort of per, the perception beforehand. But I thought, no, I, I think they can do something that makes that perception of lag uh, sort of disappear. I mean, clearly there's going to be some lag and latency. But the point is, 
does it feel like there's any and as we all kind of will experience no it doesn't um so i was really excited about it and um when it came i was like wow it it they've done it this is this is it this is the tech that that is leading the way um all the other tech is you know it's good but yeah i thought from a tech point of view they've done it and so that's why i was like i was glad i wanted to, i wanted to be a founder i thought it's like mm -hmm. it's like making a bet you know it's like going you know i if this goes big which i'm sure it will i want to be say yeah yeah, I was I, I was a founder, man. I want yeah. the little stars and no numbers after my name. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know? yep. If it if it yep. if it all went belly up, it wouldn't get it went belly up. But if it did, I and mean, it's Google for goodness sake. Yeah. And I'm not. I don't. I don't subscribe to this notion that oh yeah, Google will just kick it in because I because yeah. that's, that's software they kick in. Yeah. You know, the exactly. only exception is maybe glasses, but that's because they they hadn't anticipated the kind of privacy issues you know really on that but other than that it's like no they're going it they've already spent years working up to this point which people don't understand which is frustrating <laughs> um and they've got big plans which are five ten years out mm -hmm. and plus i've seen what happened i've seen how the how, working in the tv industry i've seen how the television industry has been totally disrupted by uh, you know, VOD services, subscription services, um, you know, like you know, Netflix and stuff in the last sort of 10 years or less, just radically changed an industry that's done the same thing in the same way for 70 years. And then somebody's come along and now, as I say, working in the industry, we are, we are at a, a genuine kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of the word there, but a point where we're having kind of existential, we are an, a genuine existential point in the industry where we're going who are we and what do we need to do because people don't watch people don't watch television anymore mm -hmm. and that's the thing to bear in mind stadium all the people who criticize cloud gaming you know it's like well i've seen i've seen it in history in recent history in the last 15 20 years in different music industry and now the television industry and the inevitable follow-on from that is the gaming industry yeah don't be don't invest in blockbuster right now it's that that's what we're saying you know it's the same sort of thing it's that blockbuster netflix absolutely it's something it's, it's something new um I, I do several podcasts um and the one i was on last night um people were asking me and, and adam i'll let you follow up and, and, and try to as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tackle this, but people were asking me, well, what is what is so great about stadium? I said, well, look, right now, I said, right now, to place it on the plateau of a PlayStation or an Xbox, you know, across the board for all gamers, may not be the right thing to do. It's still in its infancy stage. It's still five, six months out. Like, come on now. Let's yeah. do that. And, then, and then somebody responded, well, Xbox had Halo. And I'm like, but I understand. But see, that's a dedicated device. And Google Google right now is trying to collect data so they can get to that point to where they can um, hammer you with, with exclusive content. So this is kind of like a different type of rollout. But even though they're in the data collection phase, this is still giving you an, an experience with your favorite games that you just can't experience elsewhere. You know, and, and that's special. And it'll become even more special and more widespread uh, once they continue to, to add to that. But, you know, just what are what are your thoughts on what led you to Stadia and what makes you think that Stadia is is such a, a great platform to behold? So all of my businesses and, and, and pretty much all of my business career has been about seeing what's over the horizon and catering for it. So I, I set up the first web design agency, one of the first in the U.K., uh, in, in in the early 90s. Uh, awesome. forget, the World Wide Web only kicked in in 1991. Exactly, yeah. Right. Um, one of the first to do app development. One of the first to do um, uh, low-energy Bluetooth. Um, I mean, there's lots of stuff that we've always done first. And as a gamer, and uh, always wanting, as we all do, I think, but me particularly, always wanting the kind of the realism, uh, kind of to feel like I'm, I'm in a movie, the quality of a movie, um, but but having com- complete control over the narrative or the characters, which is for me the real nirvana of gaming. So, as I said earlier, a few years ago, uh, it seemed obvious to me that it would have to move online. You know, I mean, most things at that point had turned into software as a service anyway, or working that way. Uh, and we were, you know, virtual PCs, dumb dumb consoles were, were a thing that had been trying to catch up for some time, but the infrastructure kind of hadn't been there. And then, um, so uh, PlayStation brought um, PS Now out, and I thought, great, here we go. But, it, it, you know, it, it completely undershot. I mean, very low quality. It's not even great today. And then there was this Google thing. And so, I think someone actually said to me, have you seen that Google are bringing out a cloud gaming service? And I was like, oh, where? Ooh, <laughs> and then I saw what they were bringing out. And I mean, you know, quite literally, I, I, I think I had to change change my, my tracksuit bottoms. I, it was, it was <laughs> so um, that was it. it was a, that was it. It's a lovely thought. But, you know, <laughs> It's going to come to you eventually, Clive. You're only a little bit younger than me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're losing muscle control too, my friend. Uh, I, look, I look forward to that moment. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> that's when you do have to wear Lycra. Keeps everything. Yeah, day. that's why they wear Lycra, man. It's yeah, nice yeah. And that's tight. mainly why yeah, old fellas wear Lycra. Yeah. So, um, 
that was uh, <laughs> that, that, the fact that everything just loses elasticity and just hangs there. You've seen, uh, you know, dirty grandpa or whatever it's called. But yeah, no, that was um, so. That was it. That was that was the way forward, and I wanted yeah. to be a part of that. And I, the, yeah. my one massive regret is that I've never been in that. I've never been in a business within gaming. I actually did work for a games. I did actually design. Uh, game graphics at one point, very very early on. I'm talking pre Amiga, um, uh -huh. and the and the packaging around the cassettes and stuff. I used to do that, but and I worked for a game distributor, but nothing mm -hmm. on Clive's scale and yeah. where I'd love to be. I mean, we've done apps and things that have a gaming aspect, and we've done some um, augmented reality stuff as well. But I would, I my one my one regret is that you know now I think it's it's too difficult to get into. But I would love to have done that. See, see, guys, and I hope everyone is appreciating this. And we got thirty seven watching across Facebook and YouTube. So definitely hit that like button and share this out. This is a conversation. I hope you guys are entertained like I am. I'm like. <laughs> These guys are just like they're, they're they're they have me so entertained, so hyped right now. It's ridiculous. With that being said, um, I, I hope everybody understands the importance of what Stadia is doing. Even though they're in their infancy stage, we we talked about that, and 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 I think I hope you guys are absorbing what Clive and and Adam are sharing with you. Um, let me see. Do we have any comments? What I normally, I, I'm so entertained. I don't, I haven't done what I normally done, which is looking at comments for, uh, yeah, look at those comments. Like, screw you. I'm entertained, guys. So, so, um, let me see. I'm going to just go to Bippity Bop real quick uh, because we got a lot of ground to cover and definitely we got a Q&A session, folks. So I'm not going to forget about you. I promise. I, I'm so sorry. I'm just, you know, I'm just so giddy right now. Bippity Bop says, I could see PUBG dropping an exclusive mode on Stadia, 200 players with Steam, with Stream Connect. Um, what do you guys think about that? It's Clive's game. I haven't played yeah. it. Yeah, well, my initial thought was, oh, there'd be, you'd be, you know, we'd, we'd have an advantage over, but Division 2 has this sort of Stream Connect mm -hmm. uh, aspect to it, doesn't it? And obviously PC players don't. I think it would be quite interesting in, uh, yeah, they should put that in the game because, it, you know, it, it's a sort of game that lends, it, uh, lends itself to it. I mean, it would give us a slight advantage um over the kind of other console players i just uh noted actually that uh it's just cross play with console which is quite yeah. interesting as I'm opposed to division two. yeah which is uh division two is just uh cross play with pc so it's just uh it's interesting that the two different okay. approaches um and is then why it has that little game controller as an icon to indicate yeah. that they're on a console yeah so you right. we get our little super yeah. s Stadia s and they get a yeah. little i think okay. i think it also identifies whether it's uh well i think the icon they're using just to me it looks like a xbox controller yeah. i don't know whether there's a generic one but yeah but oh, i could see i could see that that you know they could put that in in just add it in as a feature I thought um, Charlotte. I added in, sorry, they added in the skin, the the you know the the stadia skin, yeah. Stadia hoodie and your stadia parachute. Charles, who I want to pronounce as Charles because of his surname, uh, and I've always wanted Charles. to do that. Charles says, um, I thought it was a really good thing here about um, did stadia was the deal with stadia basically to yeah. because it's a fantastic YouTube integration i think that's a very good point it's true put that put that link up again because uh i saw something about PUBG today 
because uh, I read, so there was an article in Eurogamer or something like that, uh, and it was an opinion Before piece. One, think, yeah. Someone was saying, oh, PUBG's dead. Mm -hmm. Apparently on the internet, everything's dead. Exactly. We're dead. Oh, PUBG players are furious because they've added bots. Why on earth would they do that? It's a massive retro. And it's coincided with the release on the stadium. <laughs> 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 but uh, somebody then said uh, that PUBG is far from dead. It's still, and I, it might have been on Twitter, but somebody in the community said that in terms of stream viewers, it still does massive numbers. Yeah. So people yeah, watch. I, I, I was having a fun back and forth clive with somebody yeah. with the troll. And you know, I'm I'm immature, so I'll do that here and there. Um, but yeah, they, they were like, yeah, PUBG is dead, it's gone, it's it's in pet cemetery. You guys are trying to bring it back. I'm like, no, it's still one of the top 25 games streamed on Twitch, watched on Twitch, it's in the top 20, and it's a top 25 game on console still with around it, it peaks at 37,000 hours a day. Uh, I'm sorry, 37,000 viewers a day. It'll peak at that at, at that number. That's that's astronomical for a game that old with so much more out there that's even more pop. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and, and anecdotally, I did a test stream yesterday of PUBG on mm -hmm. YouTube to test out my rig and stuff, and um, so a live stream of it. And uh, I didn't tweet it or announce it, but you know, I was getting not like massive numbers, but just you know, like twenty or thirty people watching uh, live. And I've I've thought I used to like stream on Mixer quite a lot, and I never had numbers like that. Um, mm -hmm. Playing yeah. like Sea of Thieves and stuff on on mm -hmm. on uh, on Mixer, but it was because it wasn't Stadia people that were necessarily coming. There was a handful of the Stadia regulars who kind of saw I was live on my Lord Kenzel channel. But uh, it was it was people who are oh look live PUBG, you know mm -hmm. streaming. Mm -hmm. So there is an audience there. So I think Charles makes a good point. I think I you know they could do that. There is an appetite for watching people, as you know as we've seen because uh, you know Doctor Disrespect still drops into PUBG now and then, uh, you know, and you've got your other battle royales. They are popular games. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. To watch you know to watch people play them so yeah that's a good shout by charles i reckon yeah pretty good very good all right guys um let's do this i'm going to i'm going to time warp ahead use the flex time capacitor hold on <laughs> we need that little line with the arrows in division two don't we look i i'm telling you guys and i i really hope and i know people are probably getting nauseated when we say that i'm i'm enjoying just it, with the banter between you two and just listening to you guys, I feel like I'm learning a lot and I hope that whole chat is feeling the same way. 
Um, so maybe just a couple more questions I wanted to ask in regards to Stadia's foundation. And hopefully if we got enough time, we'll get to them. But let's let's hop on to this news, because I know a lot of people want to hear you two's take on um, this connect, this lousy connect. I, I was told by somebody that this connect was so tone deaf, but this lousy connect. No, but the Stadia <laughs> connect that we, that we uh, were beholden upon on Tuesday. Um just look, I, I got to take my lumps and bruises as they come. I thought this connect was going to be a, all like a very light imprint and, and just be a, a pretty much, hey, welcome, new gamers. New gamers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully, I mean, I don't know. Was I the only one? What were you guys' prediction going into this thing before you saw what you saw? What did you think you were going to see here? I didn't. Um, I mean, to be fair, I I, I didn't. I made several predictions which didn't come true. One which was that I thought that Get Pack was going to be the the one of the free pro games this coming Friday, although it was released this week. Uh, and then I, I did a piece on Rock Around the Clock, which I didn't I didn't for one minute think it would happen, but I just said speculatively you could imagine a world where Google went to Ubisoft and said, "Look, we'll actually pay." 50% or whatever for Uplay Plus just because we can instantly hit the pro deal guys with 120 games straight off the bat um, mm. and kind of argued it in a way that I think makes sense. Um, I now don't think that would have happened. It certainly didn't happen, and I don't think it's going to happen looking at the way things are progressing. But they're on track. I mean, it was a great reveal. Uh, and you know what I love about Google, and I've said this umpteen times with Chase, everybody's truck tries to second guess them and fails every time every time every yeah. time yeah i think you know it's we're you know we're very much yeah. sort of low to the ground in a bubble in this stadium community and so we can't oh you know we know all the technical bits to it and the things that features that are going to come and stuff and so it's sort of in a way it's hard to get out of that mm. and then just sort of say okay what what message is Stadia Connect? Uh, you know, what are they trying to relay? And I, I did, uh, I hasten to say that the way uh, beforehand, uh, I think in one of my Monday night chats, mate, or even maybe on the Saturday thing, that the Google's marketing is in two steps. Okay, so last year, the people they were talking to was the gaming industry, so developers, to say, look at our tech. Look at what our tech is capable of doing. We'd like you to be on board. They were mm -hmm. talking to sort of the hardcore people, the, the sort of the gaming press, the proper you know gaming press, so opinion leaders from that point of view, and uh, early adopters. So that's why they talked about the tech side of it, yeah? They weren't talking to the mass consumer. Now, obviously, the mass consumer watches that, mm -hmm. uh, picks up on that, and runs with it, and, oh, it's going to have all these things, and it'll be amazing. But... It was really a pitch to the early adopters and the gaming, you know, the gaming business, the developers to say, look, we, this is a new platform and it can, it can, if you're going to develop directly for this platform, it can achieve all these amazing things. These tools are here for you to do all these amazing things. And these are the plans that we have. Yeah. Okay. Now you can judge and we, I'm sure we mentioned, come, come to this, but you can judge to how successful that was or not. This one is step two in the marketing. Okay, you've done the early adopters, you've done the industry. Now it's the mass consumer. And what's the mass consumer want? I say, well, we're going to bring a new games console to market. People go, has it got FIFA? Has it got Madden? 
Has it got a battle royal on it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's all they, that's the main, the mainstream gamer, the mass market. So they've made it free to available. So, you know, free to everybody. And sure, it's got a nice variety of games, but people want a battle royale. They want to know that some like Jedi, you know, Star Wars and the big games are coming to it. And they definitely want to know that there's going to be FIFA or, or if you're in America, you know, Madden coming to it. And so this connect was very much aimed at saying, making the message absolutely clear to the mass consumer. Okay. And that's what uh, Phil Harrison said right at the beginning about the Stadia. There's two ways to play Stadia Pro, you get a load of free games, or if not, just buy a game and you play it for Stadia and you don't pay anything. That's it. No, yeah. and, and, and all their marketing the last few days have since there have just been play where you want, no downloads, yep. just simple, clean messaging. And here are the big uh, games that are coming that we're going to bring to, you know, that the, the everybody's been talking about the, the, the tent pole games, you know, the FIFA and the Madden uh, are such massive games you talk to anybody who's vaguely ca- proper casual ca- i mean i don't have people but like a casual game it's like you've got fifa mate you've got fifa especially this part of the world you know it's you've got fifa all the footballers play fifa it's mm-hmm. it's it's such a massive game and i know it's you know madden is the same thing it's an annual event that comes out you know when the game is is launched so i think that this connect was was perfectly pitched in terms of it was more, you know, less about the early adopters. They proved the technology works, and now about building on that by filling out the library with the big name titles, the blockbuster titles. You know, the, the, the you know that you just like the movies. You know, we've got all the indie movies and the old movies and the retro movies. Now it's the big blockbuster movies that are coming to this platform, and everybody can play. And that's the message. Uh, it, it's the gaming for the masses as it were with the games that non-gamers are aware of and that's the key thing so i think you know and and i like the way that they did it as well it's like within the first 30 seconds it was like oh yeah PUBG, by the way mm. yeah and then the other beauty is it's like available now not available now go and get it download it go and get mm. a cup of tea no, press the button under the video and get it yeah yeah, yeah. literally click Somebody posted to me, they're saying I clicked it and I was playing a game within three minutes. I, I felt like tweeting back to him, go, three minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a couple of you went, because literally. Yeah. The fuck in that time? <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah. that's the crazy thing. And that, and I like the fact that they put that link in there, because that also doubles as a demonstration of how easy it is. Because if you already got Stadia, it took you straight to the game. If you don't have Stadia, it takes you straight up to the sign-up yeah. page. Yeah. Brilliant. Exactly. And Absolutely. even if you sign up, it takes longer to sign up than it has to actually get in the game. It takes to play a game. That's I, a crazy thing. I'll tell you how effective this connect was, right? In fact, the last couple of weeks. So if you went on YouTube a month ago, you'd have this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The, you look on cut. YouTube this week, it's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just literally did a filter, and I said, just show me all the videos for just the word Stadia in the last month. And I could not, I cannot find a negative. In fact, it's... The worst one was Stadia is actually quite good. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You kill me with your faint praise. <laughs> You've seen like um, IGN and different people just sort of go back and reassess. Yeah. Because they don't want on their record that, you know. Yes. That it just, they, oh, it's crap. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. And they've never readdressed that because no, clearly exactly. Stadia has been on a journey. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. people have come around to it. 
And then all the arguments against it that people say, oh, it's no games. Yeah. It's a game. There's yeah. loads of lag latency. Try it yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh, you don't own your own game. You know, it's yeah. like, get out of here. I mean, we talk, we, we talk about we talk about Google, um, we we yeah you know, we use the terms Google and Stadia, and they are objective, um, and you mm -hmm. know we we see them as boxes, but you know what we fail to forget is that that right under that surface are human beings with feelings, and if it's the one thing that I felt this week, it's that that there's a feeling of vindication now. They're starting to feel. You know, people are now getting our uh, where our journey has been on and what we've been trying to achieve. They're starting to see that now, and they're feeling like, at last, you know, this is the, the hating is dying down. There's positivity rising. People are yeah. seeing where we're trying to get to with Stadia, which is in line with, you know, what myself and you, MM2, yeah. and you, Clive, and others have been saying. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, you know, it's finally coming to fruition, and you can sense. I get a positive feeling out of the people from yep. Stadia that they're finally feeling like at last, at last we're vindicated. I think they've always been on this trajectory. They're not like making this. No, no, I agree. This uh, uh, had I 10 years. For them to sort of say, just will everybody just calm yeah, down yeah. a minute? You know, it, it's all going to come good. Yeah. It's only part of the plans, but mm. softly, softly, catchy monkey. You know, it's mm -hmm. like slowly, slowly. We, we know what we're doing. But like we're so eager, like news, news, a new game. You, you know, we want everything now. We want it. Uh, it's not working. We hate it. Ah, it's like, trust me, this is this is five months. We've said it all before. This this virtual console, this console is five months old. It's yeah. five months. It's only in fourteen countries. It's like it's phoning like, NASA in 1966 and saying, "Have you landed on the moon yet?" I talked to, to a lot of people. Took him 10 years. He said, in the end of this decade, we'll go yeah. to the moon. Nowadays, in the 21st century, if you said, we're going to go to the moon, people go, "When you lied. It's yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. You're not yeah, on the exactly, moon. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think you are? I, I talked to a lot of people behind the scenes, um, and a lot of people that just like to trash data because it's the quote-unquote fun thing to do, right? Um, it's, it's the beat-up mattress that you get to jump on in the back of the yard, right? Um, so with that being said, a lot of them 
I, I think what you see from a lot of these publications, and tell me if you what you guys think about this. What you see from a lot of these publications is, look, it's a, it's a slow month. The only people that are making headlines are Xbox and PlayStation, and Xbox is dropping some stuff. But how many times can we talk about Bibbawatts and Gigahertz? PlayStation is saying nothing. There goes that Stadia over there, and there's nothing that unites our community more than hating on Stadia. And I don't think they look past the five minutes of now to say, well, what if this thing does great? What if this thing does great? They didn't look past it. They looked at, they sit near, they have their, their board meetings. You know, what are, what are our um, attachment rates? What are our, um, I forget, the term slips me, but um, how many times have people clicked on our stuff? All right, we got to do better. What, what can get us better? Hate on Stadia. And now they backed themselves into a corner to where it first started with the NASDAQ article. I think when NASDAQ did it, it was kind of like, you know, people were looking nervous, like, oh, what's going on here? Then you saw Digital Foundry, right? You know, Digital Foundry has wide-reaching ramifications where they said, oh, my God, they did a backtrack. Now IGN is doing a backtrack. Now to like what Adam was saying, now you got YouTubers who turn their frown upside down and now they're holding the controller up and, you know, looking like they came across the pot of gold. Um, but at the end of the day, do you think that these publications can redeem themselves from this? Or do you think that what they were saying earlier will always be a stain on how they looked at the platform? Yeah, I think it looks, always looks like a bigger stain to us because we're like, you know, reading all this stuff. Like, yeah, but yeah. If, you, if you've ever been involved in any kind of press story and then yeah. you know of it, the background, and you read it and you think, oh my God, this is, this is so wrong. This is wrong, incorrect. There's so many inaccuracies. And then you think, well, actually, wait a minute. This is probably reflective. Once it happens a couple of times, if you've like, you know, in the entertainment industry, I know some sort of background stuff. And then when you read stuff in the paper and you think, that's not right. That's where did that, that's incorrect. And then you realize, wow, this is just going to be, rep this sort of approach to journalism is just replicated. Yeah. But because journalists, they don't, they ask the question, uh, but they don't listen. Mm -hmm. yeah. they're, they're, they're reading okay what's my next question so what yeah. they're listening for is uh, blah, blah 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 it's got 4k you'll have 4k okay blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, right. and then they publish that right oh, yeah, yeah. they're just looking for the soundbite because we live in a soundbite age and gotcha. then when you read the article you know you completely misread it i mean like knowing what i know about stadia just from being a stadia owner and read you know following all us content creators and reading stuff about it. When I read some stuff in the press, every article I ever read, there's like a fundamental error in it. Yeah, absolutely. In order to have stadium, it costs you 130 pounds. And it's like, yeah, no, it doesn't mate. It doesn't. Yeah. It's so yep. great, you know, uh, yeah. it's eight pound 99 a month and you know, whatever yeah. it is. Like, you know, that's, that's that tier, but it's, it's just like, this is just basics. Exactly. Yeah? Go to the website the fact the FAQs are all there. <laughs> like, just, like if you're a journalist, it couldn't yeah. be easy. all the facts are presented to you on the FAQs or on their on their on the front page of the Stadia website. You know what I mean? It just yeah. there's no excuse. And then yeah. the other stories that you read are just people, as you said, looking for clicks and stuff like that, and perpetuating sort of other bad news stories about Stadia and not not based on research, but just replicating them going, oh, apparently they said, they yeah. said, that classic, oh, well, I heard, everybody's saying, I suppose yeah. my, my daughter says that, I just hope she's not listening, I should <laughs> tell me she was just like, everybody says, 
who is everybody yeah. i want a source and they go well i yeah. read it in, i read it in the daily mail which is a tabloid here and you go mm. i rest my case <laughs> mm. like, well, i read it in the national Enquirer. it's like yeah i rest my case absolutely <laughs> absolutely what are your thoughts on that adam I, do you, I, I mean I, do you think you think there's a redeeming factor that, that yeah, these guys I, can I, reach I'll or not with you, i feel i do feel for the press and i'm, I'm not mm -hmm. being sarcastic here i mean they you know they're not the there are no there are very very few very good investigative journalists left now yeah absolutely sadly, that stuff doesn't sell yes yeah. so you know the press is in a corner um and so they really don't have a lot of choice even if they're writing stuff and they know it's not the angle they want to take they don't have a huge amount of choice if that's the zeitgeist of the time. You know, this is what we have to write because this is what gets the clicks. And I'm paid for the clicks, otherwise yeah. I'm out my ear. So I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know I know that's not that's not what we say in the heat of the moment when we see that stuff. And mm -hmm. I you know I, I wrote I, I typically look at a lot of I get a lot of feeds come through, as you can imagine. Um, mm -hmm. and I'll go and read the articles, and if they're wrong, like Clive's the same, you can't help it. You leave comments oh, and try and change oh, things. Oh, exactly. Because I don't want to get yeah. into, I don't want to get in an argument, and it's not like, it's not even worth it. No, no, it's not. Oh, I just look at them and I think, like, you're doing your job. Uh, I don't agree with it. As Clive says, when you know anything about something, if you read about it or watch it on television, you come away thinking you knew nothing. And, you know, and you feel sorry for the fact that that's the average person's take up of what whatever it is that we know a little bit about. But that is the world. Frustrating, we're in. frustrating yeah. though, isn't it? To read that stuff. It's just like, oh, but, my you know, God. we don't need to worry anymore because it's yeah. they are coming good. They are coming good. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I think all of us, if anything, we're all feeling really hyped and pumped because you know, there's nothing there's nothing nicer than backing the right horse. But the moment before the race, you have second thoughts and think, have I yeah. done the right thing? Yeah, all these people go, I bought the Founders Edition, and then I have read all this bad press about it, so I cancelled my order. Mm -hmm. I just think, what? Yeah. What, you you didn't even try it. Yeah, you yeah. didn't try it. Yeah. You could have sent it back after you'd got it. Yeah. yeah. The fact that you sent it back based on some pre-release press, you know, press about it before it was even it's like to me it's like well you don't deserve to be a founder so get out of it get out of it yeah it's all for someone else's emotions but i i do want to bring up something that um our good friend six four also known as freeform gaming brought up it's it's just it's just second nature as humans as like i don't want to be sucker so you know we're instead of wanting to do our own due diligence and and, and find something out for ourselves we go listen to joe schmo youtuber and yeah i'm with you because i'm not going to be suckered when you're actually being suckered into following for their emotions um it reminds me of, of something else that happened in a podcast i was doing last night where people were hammering me with inaccuracies about stadia on the panel and it, it, you know, as a Stadia fan or or, or enthusiast, you kind of get worn out by them. You're like, like Adam said and Clive said, it gets to a point where we're like, oh, just just do your thing. Like, I, I don't even want to see this article. I don't want to do it. And it got to the point on the panel where I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to debate you. The thing is free. Everything yeah. that you're saying try is it. so wrong. Go try it. And it was silence because they're like, no, I want to argue with you with my emotion, but I don't want to try this thing. And it's to the point to where I think this is great messaging for everybody. Look, that, and we're in phase two now. I understand in phase one, we were out there going against every single YouTuber and 
saying, you know, you're wrong, you're wrong. But we're in phase two now. And I think in phase two, it's more important to follow what these guys are saying right now. Don't play whack-a-mole with every negative comment because your your arms are going to fall off. Mm-hmm. It gets to the point to where you just say, don't, you know, I understand the rhetoric, but try it free for yourself or show proof to the contrary. Big ups to the Project Storm. He has an excellent, excellent PUBG video that's in the thousands now. And, and it's not wow. customary of his channel. You know, right. he still has a great, he deserves it, but it's a, it's a great channel, but it's not customary of his channel because it looks so much better than console. So I it think does, does. to hammer in you guys' point, um, I think we got to kind of mature a little bit to where we don't play whack-a-mole every comment. Just put out true information to the contrary. Right. So The, be- the beauty is now, of course, is... Uh, the fact as soon as Stadia made it available, like effectively free to everybody, two months as well. So a whole sh- you know free, so a whole shed load of games to try. It's like it, literally that is that is the counter argument to everything. When you've got a product that's actually really good, the best way to sell it is just to make it available for people to try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your product's mm-hmm. not good, that's the last thing you want to do. Exactly. If your yes. Exactly. Genuinely groundbreaking and good. You could just say. Tell you what, I don't have to really sell it to you. Try it. And, and Clive, can I add to that? And then, and then, and then I want Adam to. I want I want Adam to chime in on this too. I can add, even if people have negative experiences. I was just having a conversation with somebody today. Like you guys would be, you guys just don't imagine how many people I get. But 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 I get so much that in my DM. You like Stadia? But 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 but. I need to get that on a damn T-shirt. With that being said, um, somebody came to me with with one of those, and I said, "What you got to understand is that." If Stadia didn't feel like they had something powerful in their hands, they're very self-aware. They wouldn't put it out there. But for those that do have a subpar or a bad experience, they want to see those too. Why? Because they get to collect that data, go back to the drawing board, and then in a, in a week or so or maybe a month or so, make it good for them. I can mm-hmm. tell you endless situations where at launch, a game was running great for me, but in two or three days, it was like fantastic. And that's the wonder of cloud gaming. Adam, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's tr- absolutely true. And funny enough, I've got a little story because uh, for the last three or four days, uh, I've got essentially where I am here, which is a half converted garage and uh, it's an office. And I've got a, I don't know, whatever it is, a 50 odd inch TV over here with Stadia on. And I've got the one in the lounge with Stadia on. And I've been trying to play Guilt and Breakpoint now here. And it's been all over the place, and yet it's been fine in there. And I brought different controllers in and tried it and stuff. And I've rebooted the router, and I've done everything. And I, you know, it's been baffling the heck out of me. Now, anybody else would have gone straight on Twitter and gone, it's rubbish, guilt's awful, it's terrible, it doesn't work. It's, do you know what it was? Weird. It was an HDMI splitter. It was basically saying to the television it was a 4K signal, but because it, it's only 1080p out of the splitter, the server was sending the signal for the 1080p. The TV was converting it to 4K, and mm. the thing was all over the place. Mm. So it was me. That was the issue. I was my dodgy splitter thing. And this is half the problem. There's so many moving parts in something that's actually quite simple, um, and yet a lot of those really come down to how people have it configured in their own home. So, you know, if you don't have um, your router set, I was saying this to my daughter earlier, funnily enough, or my wife, one of the three, um, I was basically saying, you know, the problem is that 
a lot of people just put the box in the corner and that's that's the router and it just takes care of itself and of course we know because we're a little bit more techy that you very often have to optimize it or reboot it and or do stuff and and if you don't do that you're not necessarily going to get the best experience so for me what i would have liked to have seen if i you know, have one one piece of advice that i've always wished i could have seen was that there was a kind of more of a how-to hand-holding experience when setting this yeah. up. Yeah. So, you know, a tool in a tool that actually said, oh, we can tell from your, you know, that you're using Wi-Fi or we can tell that you're not or using Ethernet. And actually what you probably want to do is this, this and this, and that will get you the optimum, change your television to game chain, all that kind of stuff. I don't think they do enough of that. And I think to make it truly universal and work for people that are more techy or less techy, sorry, than we are, they kind of need to introduce a bit more of that because underneath it, once you've got it all working, it's uh, it's true about often you know how it's 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 the consumer, not not the product. Was and it's so true of Stadia. I saw a minor celeb on Twitter and he reached out to Google saying, "Oh, you said I could make this available to my family. How do I do it?" I seem to be going in circles, and I thought, well, <laughs> I, I've done that on Family Share uh, mm. because it's not available yet. And I kind of know that. But then I kind of looked about it and I thought, no, they didn't say. They said, you can now share Stadia with your friends and family. Mm -hmm. right? So I just yeah. tweeted the guy and I said, mate, it's not difficult. You just sign up an account. That, that, that's what they mean. They don't mean like family share because that's not their. I didn't want to go into much detail with him because he was newbie. And they'd responded to him because he was a sort of a minor celeb and has like, you know, 100,000 followers so they would like just reach out to us tell us you know dm us and we'll try and sort you out that's what the google say were doing but it just made me realize i thought it's yeah it's yeah it's the consumer in some places although arguably if you've got a product you should make it easy but the point is yeah he thought he'd obviously gone down the route of looking at family share which doesn't exist because they said share this now with your friends and family yeah. in the in the marketing and it's that literally means send this link so they can sign up a gmail Mm. I, said, I said to him, all you've got to do is just sign up with a separate Gmail account. Not, yeah, but to be fair, I mean, people like Apple get this. And, you know, if you're in uh, in my field where, where we do a lot of um, UI, UX stuff, you know, you've got to constantly think about lowest yeah. common denominator. Yeah, so, you know, you, you can't... You, as much as we are all, even even in the lowest level, we're quite tech savvy. You have to think about, but what's the lowest thing? I'm always saying to my guys, you know, I, you you get that. But just think about the the yeah, user yeah, case. Yeah. You yeah. know, you've got a guy who's in his sixties, and it's got to work for him, and he's not used to the the kind of metaphor and the the different you know the different functions that you're used to. You know, for a lot of people, scrolling is a weird thing. Most people don't ever <laughs> go below the screen that they're on. Yeah. So you have to. Yeah. You've got to think about those people. Some person who'd say, "I can't play guilt. There's no play button," and they're confused for ages. And then she said she was playing the app. I was watching this Twitter thing, and I said, should be able to play. It's available now. I don't know what your problem is. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes, oh, I realize there's a scroll thing. And then I'm like, <laughs> I have to scroll down to the button and then press yeah. play. And you just yeah. think, Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You have yeah. to do it. You have to think. Round and round for her to realize this. It's and like, to be oh, fair, yeah. I always, I, I never blame the consumer. I mean, it's not yeah. their job yeah. to, yeah, to make themselves think, right? It's our she job. Goes designing yeah. systems like this yeah. because there's a great book by a guy called steve krug in in again in web design called don't make mm -hmm. me think 
And yeah. essentially, mm. that's it. You cannot let you know. Just assume they can't. Assume yeah. the absolute lowest denominator. If it works for them, it'll work for everybody. Or for everybody, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, totally agree. Um, Digital Foundry hinted to that too. Um, and uh, and I'll say this before we we move on. And those are excellent, great, excellent, great. Those are great. Those are both great, excellent points. He's excellent. I'm great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. That's what I meant. Um, those are excellent, great points. And, and, and the reason being is that um, Digital Foundry hinted to this, right? They said, you know, they said, well, we're doing a retest because we found out that our that our situation, our, our setup wasn't ideal as we thought it was. And, you know, there's a little bit more tinkering that you got to do. And it wasn't easy for us to detect with 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 Stadia. Now, I will say that they are correct. Well, I'll say I'll flip it. I'll say it like this. Um, I would expect a digital foundry with their expertise to be able to peer behind the layers more and check that stuff out. But they are on to something. If you are looking at it from a less than a more technically enhanced state of a digital foundry, it can be cumbersome to go to your router, do this and do that and check the HDR off this and then go to the Google Home uh, app and do all that. So it's indicative of Google, I think, in the long term to actually come up with with tools that are a lot more easier to to, to troubleshoot this type of stuff. So yes. I, I, I do agree. And I think that's that's really important. Yeah, okay. so, all right. With that said, hey, let, let's let's talk a little bit more in detail of this connect. Right. Mm. Um. So here goes the game. I'm going to run through these games real quick, and I want to get you guys' thoughts on them. So this is from what I have, what they showed at the at the Connect. They had Crater first on Stadia, um, and this is kind of like the Minecraft-looking game. If, if I As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If I'm not yeah. incorrect. So that, that looked promising to a lot of people. Of course, we got Get Packed. We got Wave Break first on Stadia, an arcade skateboard game. We had Ember first on Stadia. And PC Early Access begins May 21st. Um, a firefighting game. We got Rock of Ages 3, which a lot of people should be familiar with. Uh, get to be a giant rock and bowl your enemies over in a tower defense title. And then when we get to some of the more noteworthy titles, we got Zombie of Army 4, 
Dead War, free with Stadia Pro come tomorrow. tomorrow um, yeah. I'm, I'm on sorry. that anyway. Oh my gosh. Octopath Traveler, which is already released and it's going to cause me to get beat up by my wife for stealing $60 off her credit card. Um, Jedi Fallen Order, it's coming in winter. And PUBG, which was also available for free for those Stadia Pro members come April 28th. So my question to you guys, whoever wanted to take it, or better yet, Clive, why don't you take this first? Um, what are two or the three uh, of those games that I just mentioned that you're, you were in high anticipation of or you're enjoying the most right now? Okay, well, so uh, it uh, it's good to see PUBG on there, uh, yeah. is for sure. I played a lot of it on Xbox One, uh, mm -hmm. for Xbox One uh, X and stuff, but uh, and it was quite, um, I don't know, it felt quite sluggish. When you play something like Apex Legend, I mean, it's yeah. an old game, it's creaking, you know, and it was never mm -hmm. designed as you know by a game developer from the ground up it was designed by somebody who was like modding an existing game and then sort of built on that so it was never built on the best foundations but the concept was good the idea was good uh but you know in an ideal world you would have started again and you basically do what apex legends did look around at all the good things what can they bring to the game and create a fast flowing you know battle royale and and that's really cool but it's good to see a, a, it is a popular game and the great thing is uh it plays so much better on uh stadia than it did on uh xbox one and one of the key things is the draw distances uh and the thing about PUBG, it's about hiding and sniping people from a long way away i mean there's some you know face-to-face -face action but a lot of it you get shot in the head and it's game over and in order to do that successfully, you need a pretty good, um, you know, decent, powerful computer to be able to get those draw distances so you can see those tiny specks in the distance or people moving or just be aware that the better definition. And you get that with um, with PUBG, and I believe it's in 60 frames a second, which, and as we know with Stadia things, the frame rates are fairly tightly locked, which is really uh, cool and really smooth. And then the other one is... Um, yeah, Zombie Army 4 just looks my cup of tea. A good story campaign, some co-op stuff going on as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm hyped for those two. Awesome. Um, real quick before Adam uh, mm. gives his, his piece. Um, I can't find it. I'm going to try to refresh. So what you're looking at on the screen, guys, uh, for those that are watching live or maybe listening to this uh, via YouTube but not watching, um, this is a web. This is an article that I did on Broadband Bullies uh, website. Definitely check out broadbandbullies.com if you want to see a, a wide depth of the latest gaming news. Um, I talk about the Stadia Connect and, and my, you know, I, I try to keep it. I don't want to say lukewarm, but I, I just wanted to keep it grounded. And I said that it's titled Stadia's Connect Initial Reaction is Positive. And I, and I think that's more than fair to say so. Right. Um, I can't get the article back up, but uh let me see if I do this. Nah, that's not gonna work. Darn it. Um, there is a there is a a stadia advertisement on the website, and what it had, which was real cute, was it scratched out like verbiage they were using before, and I couldn't see what it was scratched out. And then they go into their new um talking points, which is you know, we talked about this earlier, guys. Uh, you know, if you got two options, play games for free. Or, you know, buy the games that you want to play, you know, that aren't for free. And I think this is clever. This is a rebranding of what 
may have thrown him off key with the messaging before. And I think this is only going to lead to, to better tracking ongoing, but I'm um, Adam. Yeah. Not I saw, I saw it just now when you when you were looking at that page. Yeah, that I'm trying up. to get it. I'm, I'm yeah, it was, and I I thought exactly the same as you did. I thought that that is exactly what they should have. Been. I mean, both Clive and I were saying this the other night. You know, it is. It's they don't, and they know it. They absolutely know it. They're not interested in the. I think they in themselves felt that's really held them back. I mean, Clive said it earlier, and it's something I've always thought as well. You know, the last year was about getting the developers on board, getting the studios on board, exactly. to, talking to the professionals, and we all kind of hooked into the bits that they were talking on a technical level. And I know that Google have like, no, no, you're missing. You're totally missing our story here. And I, I think this, like this, that's what I'm saying. They feel this massive exhalation of air. So, like, ah, at last we can now start telling you our real story. Uh, and I'm so excited for them for that because knowing what it's like when you, you, You've got something in gestation for so long. You're, you know, you're building something for so long, and then finally, and, and obviously Clive as well, finally you release it to the world, and you start. People start to understand what it is that you're trying to achieve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my, I, do you know what? that every single game that's mentioned there, um, with the exception of Jedi, and that's only because I've played it and completed okay. it, uh, oh, and I loved oh, cool. it. But I mean, all of those. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Crater. I think Crater is going to be a real sort of sleeping giant i think that's going to be something very special yeah and, and i don't know if you realized it and then but uh clive when clive and i and uh stadium mania lee were doing our um review of the the connect the other day we had a look at the website for these guys and there's a news item that says they were a maker they were a google stadium maker and they got a five million dollar um uh grant i guess loan i'm not sure how it works anyway they got five million dollars to invest in this game yeah investment oh wow hold on uh, no, no 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 that's not true that can't be true adam because according to business Insider, google's not, google's not giving anybody any money right that was exactly what i said my friend <laughs> exactly what i said they're not giving any developers you know not helping small developers if your ideas are no good yes but if you've got good ideas or good stories they're clearly going to invest in you. And so, do you know the interesting thing as well? That article was was actually published in October last year, before oh, wow. Stadia even launched. And we we all uh, said, why didn't we see this before? Exactly. Five, $5 million that went into that game. Um, yeah. And you can only imagine how many other developers. I think people like Get Packed, for example. That was the first instance that I've seen any of these guys actually publicly say how much they've been helped by the company that doesn't help independent developers. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, sad to see it, but that one I think is going to be amazing. Rock of Ages, I'm really looking forward to. I'm so I'm, but it's not just Zombie Army tomorrow, which I'm looking forward to. It's also Kona and uh, what's the other one that's coming out tomorrow? Is it the Turing? Is Turing yeah, project? There's a couple, aren't there? So yeah. there's some great games coming up. Um, I was uh, particularly interested as well the fact that so this is the first so the announcement of. FIFA and Madden, they announced that because and, Jed, and Jedi fact. Fallen. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's the. I'm looking forward to June because mm. these are just the first of what will be many EA titles, and EA don't do small titles. So whatever the other titles are, you can guarantee they're blockbusters. Mm -hmm. EA don't do little games. Full yeah. stop. So we know in June. Uh, and then you're going to have other, you know, the other publishers as well, um, 
so I, I'm looking forward. To, I know you don't want to get too far ahead, but I'm looking forward to the June announcement because clearly we're going to see a, start seeing a snowball of of game, big game announcements. As as I said before, the cycle of uh, new games being published across consoles, one of which, of course, is Stadia, becomes a regular thing. All the big games. We're just getting to that stage now, but from about September onwards, you'll start seeing. Yeah, available for PC, PlayStation 5, Xbox, Stadia, on all the big games as a regular thing. It won't be like, oh, that's a nice surprise. It'll be, no, it's the new normal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, let me see here. So, there's a, and Clive just did a, a precursor to this. Why I think this is important, and you guys let me know what you think about this. Why I think this was important is because this wasn't their showcase showcase. This was the introductory showcase yeah. the new gamers, right? And of course, you know, a lot of tasty breadcrumbs for us, those that have been there since day one, right? Um, that being said, um, there's going to be a show in the summer where they're really going, it, it's, it's supposed to be, well, let me say it like this. There's going to be a show in the summer. How effective A, of a precursor do you think this show was in lieu of that show in the summer, if that makes sense, and B, does the next one need to be bigger than what we saw on Tuesday? And how much so? Who wants to tackle that first? Come Cliff. Okay. So, um, yes, I think basic. So Xbox have just announced. So I also, uh, we talked about previously, I'm going to go about Xbox here, but they announced they're going to make two big uh, virtual connect presentation things. Okay. One in May and one in June. And yeah. they, I think, today announced, sent out their sort of Twitter invites, come and see what we've got to show you about our games yeah. uh, for May. So Xbox, and we know Xbox are are going massive on look at our amazing games that we've got coming. So we know we're in that season now. Uh, and I think that this absolutely was a precursor. It was about saying, here is our simple message. This is how you can play Stadia. Two ways, simple, that's it. There's games on there already, but we know you want to know, you know, you want some big games. So just so you know, FIFA Madden is coming. Pub, so that's the announcement at EA. That is massive. We, you know, EA are now going to be start publishing games on the Stadia platform. That was, that was basically that message. And mm -hmm. as an example, here are three that are coming. And plus guarantee of five will announce uh the, the rest in in june so we know that there's going to be and as i said ea don't do small games we know they're going to be big games so yeah th this connect was very much is this is how you, it's this is our marketing message this is how you play here's some games games that you want as well are coming to it go off and play and try it see how you feel june will be here are even more blockbusters big games that you know now you're into the ecosystem. Now you're playing on Stadia. We're going to reward you with the big games. And I think June will be uh, bigger because there'll be other publishers. There'll be the EA games that they haven't talked about, which I've said before, we know are going to be big because EA don't do small games. And there'll be other publishers because where EA goes, other publishers want to go as well. And then we still haven't got the Uplay thing from Ubisoft as well. So it's only going to be more games, lots of it. Your thoughts on that, um, Rock? Yeah, yeah. I think two things. Firstly, uh, it's great that they're 
that they've told us that there will be another one in a couple of months. So yeah. they're, they're starting, you know, they're now saying, you know, we're now into our, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, for me, the minute they launched Stadia free was the point where their marketing kicks in proper. And we've seen it this week. So, and you've just spotted it with the advert there in that, in that page. And we're seeing it everywhere with the video and so on. And it's absolutely your message for them now. So then, you know, we've been feeling a little bit sore as founders because for quite <laughs> some time, it felt like there was tumbleweeds and, you know, not yeah. a great deal of stuff, but it was all part of the, the process. Um, and, you know, you rightly said this Clive earlier, we just had to say, come on, just calm down. Old steady boys, old steady. Uh, so we're now in that pro. We're now in that phase. We're in the um, season of announcements. That's the key yeah, thing. And and, right. and and now they've legitimately said we are a legitimate console for mm -hmm. the mass market. And now as we come into the season of game announcements, we're in it. Page is going to be, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think you know. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say that each one's going to get bigger and bigger than the last one because that becomes an impossibility eventually. But mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and it will also. I think. I think we can almost guarantee that the next one's going to be uh, as spectacular because, as Clive Riley says, it's kind of the season. It's when E three is typically on Gamescon and others. So you know that, and those shows aren't going ahead. Um, so uh, that we're bound to see some stuff in there. I do think, though, that between now and then, um, before the next connect, there'll be a lot of stuff that that bubbles to the top. A lot, particularly around the feature set. Uh, I don't. Yeah. My gut feeling is connect will, will always be about the games. Yeah, the feature set stuff's going to be at a more iterative rollout process. It's like the Home Assistant or the Google Home Assistant. It's just yeah. like, oh, they've rolled out new voices. Oh, they've rolled yeah. out this. Now it has you can have continuous conversation. It just, yeah. So I think we'll see. You know, we'll see a lot of that coming up. But the next one beyond that, I don't think that will be as big, um, mm -hmm. because you know that is, isn't the time you typically announce a lot of new stuff coming up. Um, you're at that point of rolling it out. You know, that's that's kind of right here. We got two weeks time. We got a big game coming and so on. So yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if moving forward. This one and the next one are the two big ones of the year in most years. The E3 replacement, um, effectively, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, everybody, like I said, Xbox have got one in you know May, possibly in June. So the E3 Nintendo will have their kind of piece just in June, probably as well. So we're in that big thing. So that's when you make the big announcements. So I think, yeah, absolutely. The one in June is going to be big. But after mm. that, because it's an E3 type Something. thing, yeah. uh, but after that, they'll just be... Yeah. They won't be so significant, and I wouldn't be surprised moving forward. Sorry, very quickly, um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised moving forward if all the big game shows. I mean, a lot of the reason why those things exist is purely for the guys behind the scenes to do deals, you know, to buy their, their you know, the guy uh, that, that, that they're trying to do a deal with, a uh, meal or what have you. Um, and so now that they know that they can actually be just as successful but a hell of a lot cheaper putting them online, I suspect we'll see small, there'll be smaller shows. They still exist, but they'll be the deal-making shows. They'll be for the industry versus so much about announcements to the public. Um, E3 was about, yeah, was used to be about you know, presenting, when I used to go, obviously about, you know, presenting the big games that were coming, yeah. but also the various distributors and sub-distributors of the world used to go there to do deals to get the 
that you know to get the licensing rights for their yeah. you know distribution rights for their particular territories or their countries to say yeah. oh well, we want to publish in our country and that's what all the meetings were about yeah that's that's not necessary now no you normal distributor or sub distributor yeah it's online so now it's about announcements uh and xbox know that and they they all sort of it's all about the games really yeah and then they you know obviously they got a console launch but it's it's about you know the games they know also the consumers watch these things now rather than an industry thing i mean public weren't used weren't allowed in e3 when i went there it was just no, that's true business yeah. yeah awesome um so there's three more before we get to q a um there's three more game stories that i wanted to get you guys on two more recent one I don't want to say it's dated, but I but because I have you guys here and I'm so giddy <laughs> and excited, I got to get your take on this one particular one. So first, I want to talk about now. I know I'm going to butcher this, so so bear with me. Is it Project Chimera? Yeah, Project that works. Okay, Chimera. Project Chimera. Um, let's see here. Let me do this real quick, guys. Uh, share my screen like so. No, that's that doesn't work. That works. All right. So this is uh, courtesy of Stadia Source, mm -hmm. the number one source for all Stadia news. All right. And they, but they also got Stay Home, Play Stadia, Save Lives. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, and they've um, got a really good web host as well. These guys. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. It is awesome. Um, Project Chimera, Google's next big thing, is the story, and it's written by Adam Eccleston. Mm -hmm. Um. Four days ago, Google is hoping to make massive games with minimum developers in the help of machine learning. Um, and this is just a quote from the article um, talking about Project Chimera. We've been talking externally to developers and asking them, what are the things that you've always wanted to do but have not been able to do? What are the things that you've had to cut out of your games because you haven't been able to do them fast enough or you just haven't had the processing power? What if a team of 14 people could make a game the scale of World of Warcraft? So I, I defer to you first, Adam. Mm. What the hell are they talking about <laughs> making Worldcraft out of 14 people? What is this Project Chimera of Google's all about? It's magic up in that castle, Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so basically machine learning. Machine learning is essentially where software engineers write algorithms to train software to emulate typical human thought processes to the extent that they learn by experience. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the key thing about that is, is that if you, so if you, with machine learning, you can write software that 
once it understands all the parameters, is able to put that stuff together and come up with new thoughts. I mean, it's synthetic. It's not like human thoughts. But what that means is, is that you can then have them do things uh, computationally a lot faster than we can do it as humans with, with far less error. Um, now, if you think about it, to put this in a really simple context, to make it much more easy to understand, Google have been doing this for decades because every time you go and search for, you know, uh, Stadia dosage on Google and you put, you know, the guy that does Stadia and blah, 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 you put a kind of human, bunch of human words together, machine learning in a very, very fast uh, algorithm takes your string of words and it puts it into something that means that relates to its data and it goes off and finds pages that it thinks are what you're looking for it's thinking mm -hmm. for you right but that's okay. machine learning in essence and, and then it learns that statement as well so that every time, time yeah it's incrementally educated itself does more so they've been doing this for a long long time and what we're seeing is uh erin hoffman john who essentially heads up uh, Google Stadia Star Labs, which is I always like to use the term like their skunk works. You know, back in <laughs> back in the day, you'd have these guys that were doing all these secret military projects, um, moonshot stuff, yeah. moonshot stuff, and you know, stealth fighters and things. So she heads this up, and what they've done is Google have said, "Look, guys, we've got all these amazing machine learning tools, all these algorithms that we've been using to process data and understand stuff and speed things up. Couldn't you do something with this, you know, from a mm. game perspective?" Mm. Yeah. So they've, they've taken these tools and they said, "Well, let's break down all the facets and aspects of development or developing a game," and they've isolated that about seventy percent of the game is kind of grunt work. And I don't in any way wish to undermine or or you know demean the developers when i say this because clearly some very very clever people are involved in this but there's some stuff in there for example game balancing which essentially means if if you were to just be let loose with a computer let's say you know you you go into pubg and the the computer's playing you in its rawest sense you can't move you're dead because it knows exactly where you are at all times you know mm -hmm. you're just a bunch of pixels in there right yeah. so they have to build in they have to build in balancing so that the game doesn't spot that you're there if it's a bot um you know or if you're behind a rock you have to build in the balancing to not know that you're there because it shouldn't be able to see you behind see a rock you, and yeah. all that kind of stuff um, and that takes a while to tweak in a game. And even after it's, you know, if you take Destiny, for example, how many how many times did they keep tweaking, you know, Crucible because it just kind of wasn't feeling right? The guns don't quite, they're not, they're too overpowered or what have you. This is the whole balancing thing. Now, you can teach with machine learning software to do that automatically really, really fast. You know, a bunch of stuff, rocks and debris and, and wind direction and stuff. And yep, here you go. We balance the game. So if you could do that in a fraction of the time, then you can obviously uh, shrink down the amount of people needed to build a game and, and make that whole process a lot quicker. And then beyond that, um, they're looking at ways whereby a game that sorry the algorithms can actually design aspects of the game and build in new functionality like they've shown a, a, a brilliant demo of guilt 
where um, they took the basic vanilla guild that you and I play, and uh -huh. they've added multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Simply by awesome. saying, if we if we duplicate what's in the game, so we've got the character, we've got the physics, um, we've got you know the movement and so on, and the way that the light bounces off walls, and then the the software has duplicated it and then given and created the control set so that another player can play with you, and that can all be done with software. So, in essence, Chimera is i think it's a it's a sort of a an umbrella term for all of this this kind of work um you know that they're they're using machine learning uh and um um uh, crikey the word's gone out of my head um artificial intelligence thank you artificial intelligence to think ahead in terms of game development and it's going to make an absolutely unbelievably massive difference. But Google are in a unique position because this is what they do. You know, this this whole form of creating algorithms to understand and and second guess and think about that in terms of Stadia. We've heard them say how they've written algorithms to second guess us in the game, to pre-guess yeah. <laughs> and pre-load the section. That's all part of this process. That's all come out of Star Labs. Mm, I've, awesome. yeah, I've said before, so, you know, we, we talk about how, you know, Google, a bit like Netflix, coming into a, a market and a, what we call uh, market disruptors, yeah? They change the way business is done. We've talked about that from a publishing point of view. We talk about it a lot, like this is changing the way people play their games, yeah? But what we sometimes forget, this is not just changing the industry from a publishing point of view and the way people play their games, it's also going to change in the same disruptive manner the way games are actually developed. And this idea that you don't need a team of 150 people, artists and designers, to create all the assets necessary to populate this world, when you can have a team of 14 because you're using this machine learning, we give them a set of basic rules and they learn their way through it. If you look on YouTube for people who do basic machine learning uh, demos, and they'll say, take a, a basic, say, a stick figure animation, give it some basic rules about its bone structure or whatever. And then they say, right, teach yourself to walk. And you'll see the stick figure kind of get up, fall down, get up, fall down, get, get up, fall down. And then it does, then they put it on, they it does it like a thousand times. And about the thousand time, it learns to stand up. And then you did another thousand times, it learns to step forward. And that process is obviously done like a, a absolutely, you know, high level. Yeah, yeah, blistering speed. And you can see it, how it, uh, basic rules it's learned to stand up stand on its two feet start walking and then start running and that is machine learning when you just give it some basic rules and then it teaches itself basically so you're not saying this is how to do it now go do it it's saying here it's going less than that here's some fundamental basic rules now learn your way into it and the, and that's how they'll be able to say right we need worlds which are populated with animals mm. and and trees wow. and whatnot. Amazing. Go build levels. These Amazing. are the basic you need to apply. And then the machine uh, through iteration and the balancing comes through iteration. It takes eight, it takes human people to say, try the game hmm. a few times. Oh no, that gun, that gun needs nerfing. You see it all night, like in, in Overwatch, people go, Oh, they're always nerfing the characters because they're going, it's too powerful. The balance isn't right. All the games like that have constant balancing the developers going through. Uh, machine learning can do that in like an hour because they'll yeah. play the game a thousand times, speed it up, get the balance right, and go, There we are, this is the balance. Amazing. And Amazing. And 
then you know the basic work is done and the humans can then make the adjustments for that, that exactly yep. the humanity that is doesn't exist in machine learning yep. you know, and that's basically so how it, that's basically how a team of 14 would be able to make a, i mean they're yeah. not blowing smoke up our cabooses i mean uh -huh. th this is how they would be able to do it because the assets would be they the way I look at it, and correct me if I'm wrong, the way I look at it is some of the base assets that are already programmed in the game, they would use those to determine um, what the, if we said, put a picture on the wall over there in the left corner, yeah. what the picture will look like, what the, you know, if we say we want a picture from Monet up there or, or, you know, a, a five-legged animal, you know, they it would be able to pretty much use the assets that are already in the game to help curtail that opposed to you having to build it from scratch which is fantastic and the way i describe it the best way i understood it um you know it allows developers to have more time to kick the tires a little bit more and do qc and be a little bit more artistic opposed to having mm -hmm. to pound thousands and thousands of hours into putting in code just for aesthetics you know what i mean so that's we why see. i think it We've seen some of it, so this idea of procedural development. So in No Man's Sky, I was just yeah. going to go there. <laughs> right out of Old mind stake alike. Yes. I'm doing right with you guys. Yeah. An early example of it, where and the whole people got so hyped about it because he's basically saying yes. you have you know a trillion worlds. Yeah. Because we've just basically said you're to the here are the rules for animals. And then, and here is a library of types of animals. Now mix it up. So on a simple level, that's what No Man's Sky is. It creates worlds, planets with different fauna uh, and different animals and, and sort of uh, landscapes and stuff like that. And they're all procedurally generated. Uh, so machine learning is a bit like that. So but imagine, but on a much more now, Google are, you know, are doing it and they have the power, all the knowledge that Google have. Plus you think about the asset library it has. In terms of, because one way that they do machine learning is by getting the computer, the robot, whatever it is, to look at images. And it can do that at a kind of incredible rate. So if you say, right, look at images of animals or whatever, it can go through its massive image asset library that exists on the web. Yes. And then learn everything there is about what animals look like, how they're structured, whatever, and go, right, now create your own animal that does this. Mm -hmm. And it go, yeah, there you are. I've learned yeah. that's machine learning. You know, it can do it at an infinite scale that humans Very can't fine. do. And they use the power of, of um, distributed computing. So they've got you know, thousands of machines that are all connected. And again, this was something mentioned at the, at the last GDC. And it goes right back. I mean, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Clive, but back in the day, there was a thing called Kai's Power Tools, which was a sort of an add-on for Photoshop. And it used um, Mandelbrot, which is those beautiful... Um, yeah. naturally occurring fractals, yeah. And to, to generate these amazing mountainscapes and yeah. you know, landscapes. Um, and again, they don't exist in data form. It's just using, it starts off with a root as a fractal and allows it to grow. And then it adds in, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, some random element that then turns into snow and so on and so forth. And it happens so fast, you don't notice it. That's all coming. I mean, there's a in one of my uh, Stadia Rocks pre-recorded shows. Um, I think it's number eight, where I talk about the future of Stadia, and I, I actually close saying that you know I can imagine 
with this with what's happening at Star Labs. I can imagine in say five or ten years, maybe ten years time, you'd fire up Stadia and you'd literally choose a kind of game that you want to play and you know the sort of style that you're interested in, and on the fly it generates your own custom game. You know, purely on the fly. And if it's really good and your friends are going, what a great game you've 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 conceived with that power there, you could maybe whack it up on the store and take a percentage of the sale as well. So I could absolutely imagine this world in a few years' time. I think the things that we also the thing is, you know, with either with soothsayers is uh there are things that are beyond our kin, you know, we don't you know, we don't know or can't envisage. You know, we've seen it already through technology, but, you know, there are things that we, we can't think of because it's just not within the dimension of our thinking right now. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Yep. And in a way, that's not too dissimilar with programming a computer because you can it can only do its machine languagey bit when it has its parameters. And yeah. at this moment in time, we don't have those parameters to be able to think, um, you know, which in a way is where religion comes from. You know, you don't have the... Um, the knowledge, then you have to create a world or, or, or some kind of an existence, and so that's essentially where we are. We can't, we've, we've failed to second guess Google so far, um, mm. and all we can really do is dream and uh, stream. Yeah, yeah. six quarters. The current model of gaming hardware is what the smartphone is to the flip phone. I see six four in the, mm. in the yeah, yeah, yeah good channel. True. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. Interesting yeah. Point as well. Talking about, you know, a lot of people, you know, Stadia, cloud gaming is no, I, I still see it that cloud gaming will never catch on. Uh, it's like, to me, it, it, you know, when I bought my first phone, I had my friends say to me, why would I want to, why would I want to carry a phone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm never going to have a phone. I don't want people ringing me all the time. Yeah. Yep. And then within about five years, because everybody has a phone, but they were all Nokia's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everybody had a Nokia. There was only one phone to have the big yeah. dominant brand, Nokia. Now, where are yep. they? Yep, owned by Microsoft. Yeah, but but, exactly. and but the point is, is that they're no longer a phone brand oh, in the way if you yeah. sit a person in the street, name a phone, but they go, Apple, yeah, iPhone, Android. And no one's going to say Nokia, but Nokia were the biggest no, phone on the marketplace, but yeah, they're yeah. gone. And that's, you know, people, that's why I look at, you know, look, people who talk about, you know, stone cloud gaming. It's like, yeah. Yeah. your console could go that way. Yeah. If it doesn't adapt, we know, we know Xbox is changing and adapting. That's all I'm Less saying. the Boy Scouts, guys. Yeah, I mean, I, look, and Clive, you brought that up, and that's funny because I, I laughed and I chuckled because I was one of those people, I don't want people to hear me on the bus. That's so stupid. That's yeah. idiotic. Now I, can, now I have my wife uttering to me, you cannot live without that damn cell phone. You know what I mean? I want it so much. You know, she's like, "Do you even know what I look like anymore?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not trying to figure it out anytime soon." You know, so (laughs) exactly. Yep. Send me a thumbnail and I'll check you out. Um, Yeah. So that that's that that's where we're at right now. And there's always people that are going to be the last kicking and screaming. But we got to drag them to and and excuse the the pun here. But you know, you got to drag them to the backyard and take them out of their misery like old Yeller. You know what I mean? With their kicking yeah. and screaming. Yeah. It is what it is. You know, so. Yeah. Hey, um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, um, Adam. What were you going to say? No, no. I was going to say, you know, these things. I think half of it is these things have typically happened over a much longer time frame. Yeah. You don't even yeah. know that it's happening around you culturally. But we live in a world now where you, you know, you wake up in the morning and there's a whole new thing. I mean, who knew where we would be? You know, all of us today in our homes, locked away six months ago. I mean, it's unimaginable. Well, you um, think how old YouTube is? Yeah, less than what ten years old, less than mm -hmm. that. Right? Absolutely. And before YouTube, even like a year before YouTube, nobody said, you know what we need? We need a channel, where a, a, a place on the web where you could upload your own video. That would be a great idea. Nobody said that. Nobody said nobody that. Said nobody said that. that. One yep. couple of guys thought it would be cool if we do that and we'll go to the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> but, but ten years yeah. later, it's like, what the, you know. Yeah, exactly. But there are things that we just aren't thinking about. Yeah. Because no. we can't see it. Yeah, Electric exactly. cars. Yep. Who knew? Yep. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I still want my flying car, though. <laughs> they've been talking about that since the dawn of sci-fi magazine. Exactly. We're gonna get. We're gonna get it. We're gonna. I get haven't. It. I haven't had a car for five years. Oh, oh wow. I got rid of mine. And I haven't. I haven't regretted it one day. What do you have? I just walk, bus, get lifts. Um, I just didn't really do the shopping. No, I don't do the shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it delivered, don't you? We have a man in a van that turns up. <laughs> guys, all great, interesting stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm glad that um, you guys got me so excited. I'm choked up. Um, you guys, I love how you guys break down the tech and, and again make it relative to the and relatable to the average Joe Schmo. The, the chat was excited. They're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe!" Yeah. But this is why Google and what they're doing is a big deal. And as I was trying to explain to my panel mate yesterday, like this is beyond just having an exclusive here or there. This is your this is beyond the confines of a dedicated device solution. This is experiencing games that you enjoy in a way never ever imagined. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah. and Stream Connect and and uh what do you call that? Crowd play or just the tip of the iceberg. Yes. If even that, you know what I mean? So yeah, frictionless game as they call all it. things they gave us a glimpse of a year ago. Yeah, exactly. This all is all know, just small glimpses. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a dozen other things that we've not even imagined they're going to be coming out with. Absolutely. The stuff they gave a glimpse a year ago works now. It's it's yeah. there. Yeah. So that was a year ago. And so they're just refining, waiting for the right time to, to, to release those features. They already work. Yeah. They know they do. They've tested it. So in that year, there's the other stuff. That we know that all know is going to be in another year's time or two years' time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys. So the um, some of the stuff that's happened in the gaming news, a little bit. I haven't touched on it. Um, it kind of happened last week, but I think there's still important stories. And um, what? And I didn't get a chance to touch on them because we had uh, Pablo, who was a former Stadia denier, and he's probably watching mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, and big ups to Pablo. Yep. Um, but I want to talk to you guys about this. Put this up on the screen here. Oh, nope, not like that. They're not here for me. They're here to see you guys. Stadia gives praise to Dev. Or, or Dev gives praise. Jesus Christ. Dev gives praise to Stadia 2.0 ever over Xbox Series X. And this kind of piggybacks off of something. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That Clive was talking about, where Clive, you know, mentioned that Xbox Series X uh, had, had stated that they're going to do a game presentation soon. I think it's May 7th. Yeah. But yeah. for those that are curious about what is Stadia going to do? Because I got this question last night, too. Stadia, what is Stadia going to do when Xbox Series X can do, uh, you know, 120 frames per second, too? And I said the, the value proposition is bigger than just the frames. I mean, it's the main proposition right now, but it's bigger even when the 2.0 gen um, releases. And just to give you just to give a refresher to those that forgot about the story or, or, or never heard the story. Um, there was a there was a developer that's working on next gen um, software. Um, he's working on, or he or she is working on next gen software for Xbox Series X and um, Stadia as well. And their Stadia games are actually running better, the, or the games are running better on Stadia than they are the Xbox Series X. Yeah. Um, and you know, and big ups to Stadia Cast that came up with this information and i want to just read this part there's a takeaway that stadia cast focused on as it relates to this info to them another t-flops comparison should not be the focus here that includes from google they also find it important to note that this particular testimony may not be across the board however this info should have gamers rest assured that if they want a next-gen experience in fidelity and performance they don't have to buy the most expensive hardware to have such stadia will offer so at a more attractive, consumer-friendly price. In light of this info, it might be hard to disagree with this sentiment. So I want to get you guys' thoughts on that. I don't know who want to tackle that first, but what do you guys think about this, this dev that's praising um, Stadia performance over the Xbox Series X, which seems to be sucking all the oxygen out of the room in some parts as far as power is concerned? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, it's nice to know, but I think it's completely irrelevant for the average gamer. My um, my take on this is really simple. When when people go on about the teraflops and the k's and the p's and everything else, as, as Chase often says, it's you've only got to look at you know what device are more people playing games on than any other device in the world right now. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Who gives us stuff on that about resolution exactly. and k's and frames exactly. and everything else? It's about the game, and this yeah. is exactly the marketing that. That Stadia have now launched with, because mm. we, you know, we and the vocal minority on forum and YouTube that talk about their precious boxes, the majority of people really they don't even know what that stuff means. Yeah. 
They have not got a, an absolute stuffing clue. All they know is they love playing FIFA. They love playing PUBG. They love playing Candy Crush. That's all that matters to them. It's about the game. Yeah, I think I've said before, you know, th this this stuff here was aimed at the at the publishers and the developers. Obviously, a publishing developer, you want to develop on, on a really cool platform and achieve great detail and all that. And and as a consumer, yeah, we benefit from that because games look wonderful. And then they look wonderful, we feel or it feel real and the experience feels real. And that's what and that's what you want. They've still got to be great games, they've still got to, you know, have great mechanics in them and all that kind of stuff. So these, you know, the P's and the K's and everything were aimed specifically, I think, at the industry to say, yeah. this is what this is capable of doing the other thing is yeah xbox one series x will launch you know uh prob if it does launch in uh, thanksgiving or whatever it is it'll launch then right and they'll go this is what this can achieve and then it stays in that status for five years this is what we can do and and uh stadium go yeah we can do this oh switch it off oh switch it up Oh, switch it off. You still doing the same thing? Mm -hmm. You still moving Xbox? Switch it up, switch it up. Oh, we'll move it up, move it up, move it down. They can do what you want. The other thing is, so I was reading an old article about how, um, how they developed. Actually, it was about Goldeneye because we talked about Goldeneye on uh, Generation X Game Club. Uh, we talked about <laughs> Goldeneye, and I was reading another article about it. And um, RareWorks, who developed it, was saying, "Oh, they had to get this kind of." Um, special computer when they were developing it and it was like this big box big giant square box that they used to use that only sort of tv companies used to use to generate graphics and stuff back then and they had to use that to develop the game so normally um when developers are developing games they have to buy the like before a console is launched they have to get the console kits which are massive basically massive computers and stuff yeah. Uh, but with the secret soft, uh, you know, hardware on it eventually, or or an aspect of it that's easily you can transfer to the to the console in question. Okay, so and that's a massive investment. The thing about Stadia is, uh, and this is what this article talks about, is then go to the developer and say, well, you're actually developing in the cloud, so we don't have to ship a big box to you to do your development and all your assets. You can do it in the cloud. And then also when we go, actually, we've we've decided to upgrade this bit. They don't have to ship up, ship out another load of boxes to all the developers because they just said we've just flicked a switch. You can now use this amount of processing power. And for a developer, that's going to be an absolute dream. Plus, if you've got a team, and they mentioned it at the GDC thing that they did, um, you know, the Stadia did that. If you've got teams all over the world. You're developing for a system that's in the cloud, so everybody can work on the same system, whether you've got development studios in Poland, in Australia, uh, in America. So the flexibility that that offers, the upgradability that can be done on an iterative level for a developer, course, gonna be, that's going to be sweet. Absolutely. Um, we did have Silicon one more. Graphics, rock, sorry, you put it in the chat there. Silicon graphics boxes. Oh, that's that's, that's oh. what we were. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did want to pick you guys' brain for one more story, but I'm definitely going to have you two back, whether you like it or not. We're going to figure <laughs> out something. <laughs> you guys got to come we'll back. Two for one next time. 
I, 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 I enjoyed this too much. So I'll save that for, for, for then. I mean, it was, it was fantastic picking your brain on the stuff that I had questions about because people get tired of me spitting it in my pop filter and yelling and screaming like that, you know? So it was great to have you guys on here. Well, you man, you take me to the bridge. You yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the creaking of my steps earlier, but that was my wife trying to give me the cue. You need to come downstairs. I'm like, no, you're going to wait this time. Man. You're missing the Waltons. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I enjoyed this a lot. So what we're going to do is I'm not going to make this about me anymore. I want to make this about the, the viewing public. Um, and they, they have a lot of questions. So uh, what I ask you guys that are watching right now live, that post your questions down here in our comment section. And so, because I'm old and I only got half a good eye here, uh, do me a huge favor and just say, hey, at Stadia Dosage, or you can do it at uh, Stadia Rocks or at Clive, um, let us know, and then we'll, we'll pull out your questions, and over the next few moments, we'll, we'll answer them. Um, I know, Clive and, and Adam, you probably were looking at the show notes, and you're like, hold on, what the hell is this stuff means for um, the – top the q a um these are suggestions that people have that i thought were excellent and that i yeah. wanted to keep archived um and as you can see i'm very superficial and self-absorbed two of them are from me <laughs> but the rest yeah, are from the your number one is a big one for me i've been hard yeah about this. yeah yeah and, and that and, and that is uh more than one at a time on a family plan. So we'll, let's let's discuss that a little bit as the as the chat gets their questions together. Um, what I asked for was, look, one of the biggest things that I tried to do um, a year ago was I tried to convert over to PC, to PC because I just wasn't filling consoles, and this is before Stadia was a thing, of course. Um, and it didn't work out because there was like five or six of us. We were buying games and we said, we're going to game share on Steam. Hmm. Unfortunately, Steam only lets you, you know, uh, you can game share, but you can only play the game one person at a time. Yeah. And we said, oh, well, that just that just kills everything. Um, and unfortunately, Stadia is in the same boat. I kind of get it with Stadia because they're newer. They got to build on these relationships. Hmm. They don't really have the numbers and participation to to try to. Uh, negotiate or bargain against this, mm. but I would really like to see them do what they could, whatever they can do to have it more than one person at a time. Um, Adam chimed in on this first. Let's start with Adam. Adam, what yeah. do you think about this one person a at a time thing? This has been a big one for me, and I've, and if anything, this is the only thing that I've said to criticize the most because you can't do it at the moment if you use the family plan with uh, Android. Um, mm -hmm. It's one at a time. And it seems to me that if one of the major features of Stadia is the fact that you can play with your family. I've just <laughs> bought Monopoly. I want to be able to play with my girls. Yeah. I can't. Well, I can't anyway, because A, it's not free, and B, and, and they're on the free plan, and B, it's not... Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, you, you can't do the family thing. I've run out of water as well. It's like an old man's throat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a big, it's a big missing piece. If you're going to attract the families... Mm -hmm. And Clive's minor celebrity uh, paid tribute to this earlier. You need to have the ability to have more people play and average family size four, four point four, or whatever it is. So, yeah, it needs to be up to six. I mean, that's what Netflix and Spotify and all the other guys let you do. Yeah, yeah. I that's mean, in terms that you know, so exactly the Spotify, Netflix is a good example, and but Google Music, um, 
you know they so google already have family share where you and it might sometimes it might cost a little bit more um but you know where you can basically you know google music you share your google music with the, the family everybody has access to all the stuff yeah. and you can play all the you know the stuff and that and, and that's kind of cool and then if you if i look at the console so with the xbox um you know you can you can share your gold account if you've got two xboxes you can share your gold account so i often play with my son so i say play sea of thieves or something and we'll you know well it's a games pass game anyway so that's not a good example but say overwatch as long as there's an overwatch installed on both machines um then you can you can share the gold live so that only one of you is paying, you know, the gold live account, and then we can play in the same in the same game at the same time uh, together. So I think some scenario a bit like that with Google Music, where you, or, you know, or Netflix, where you you can have those family accounts, and then that allows them to share that Prime game with 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 the, the Prime owner, as it were, of that account. I mean, they have to limit it to a certain amount, but definitely, yeah, it's if you want families to play you know three or four or something like that would be a perfect um a perfect thing to do i think yeah i, I use monopoly as an example but of course that was rubbish because you can couch play you could have a whole <laughs> bunch of people play that one but i guess if you you know in in the case of myself um uh, divisions maybe a good example yeah uh, absolutely you know, yeah something where you don't have necessarily that that ability and of course my daughter with destiny um so when her two three months runs out you know she's not going to be able to play that game with me anymore um, and it would be nice that I've, I can say, don't worry, because you're on the family plan and, yeah. you know, we can we can both play together. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think at least two at a time, I think, is, is yeah. a good start. Two if you can grow from that, yeah. If you can yeah, grow from that, great. But if not, and I get it, I get it. You got to have the numbers first for publishers to say, okay, I'm comfortable with that because that's, yeah. you, you got to have some negotiating, negotiation chips with, with that, but. I mean, it kind of and it doesn't work for Steam. It really was a big damper on us, and I think it does damper a lot of people who look at Steam and say, "Well, look, I'll put it like this: it's it's a known fact that it's cheaper to get games on Steam than it is anywhere else." You know what I mean? So if it puts a damper on Steam where you can get games cheap anyway, where you could say, "Okay, well, I'll just get this game that's normal retail sixty dollars anywhere else, but it's twenty dollars," you know, on Steam. Um, if it's going to put a damper on Steam, then it's definitely going to put a damper on on Stadia. So just we're just mentioning we're not trying. You know, this isn't RIP Stadia. You know, this is just some things to to, to put in the airwaves here. You know. Yeah. Um. So great, but great question. Great question. Um. Now let's go to the chat because they have a lot of stuff that they're asking. We got little. Tortilla Boy. <laughs> I, I love that, that. name. Yeah. <laughs> he has Jack Makes Black. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Stated dosage. Do you think because of how liberal Microsoft is with their IPs that we'll see games such as Sea of Thieves on Stadia, considering how Phil Spencer said he'd like to bring Halo to PlayStation? Mm-hmm. What are you, That's an interesting one. What are you guys' thoughts on that? How liberal? How liberal do you think Microsoft will be, even though they announced Stadia as a core competitor that will see their games on the platform? Well, you're going to get a really good answer from Clive, so I'll I'll build him up with my rubbish one. Uh, <laughs> I think personally, I think that we're moving towards a world where IP will be the ruler, 
Um, I think Sony know this. You know, they they know that at the moment they may be king of the console. And don't get me wrong, guys, I'm a PlayStation uh, player by by uh, tradition. Uh, yep. But I think they know that this is it, the last gen for them, and they don't have a backup in terms of cloud gaming. No. So you know, the only the only thing they're going to be left with is their IP and further investment therein. And where that appears is essentially wherever it can be sold. Uh, and I think we're going to see that not only with obviously PlayStation, but ultimately Xbox as well. Mm -hmm. The only thing with them is, of course, they're going to have X Cloud. But again, look, you know, the, ultimately they're looking to sell games. I mean, looking to make money. Um, and I think the one thing that that Google have been very clever about is that they they're sort of saying, look, you know what, this is a fairly agnostic platform. Um, you know, we're not even using we're using open source software. Just just build the stuff and put it on there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be all about the IPs moving into the future. Not for the next five years, though. Uh, I think we have to see, th see through this current, this new next generation of consoles. Post that, it's all going to be about cloud and IP. Yeah, to answer little tortilla boys, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, in simple terms, no. Uh, and I'll tell you why, for why. So, as, as Adam says there, is that it's about the IP. So, you basically what you'll end up with with a, a series of platforms okay xbox playstation you know stadia others whoever it is right and they'll have lots of and you could so it's just your choice which which platform do you want to play your games on yeah they're all the general games to be available to play on so how do you differentiate yourself it's just like the tv model you know netflix originally just was like rent some movies and tv shows but then they started investing in their own stuff so that they had stuff that you could only get on netflix so that you had a reason to subscribe to netflix as opposed to subscribe to amazon then amazon started investing in shows so that you had a reason to go to amazon so you need the ips to do that and you need that exclusivity on that ip and the other thing about microsoft is um or xbox or microsoft actually is i've i've noticed that they've they've started making what were Xbox games exclusives available as part of on the PC, but under mm -hmm. that Microsoft uh, banner, so the Xbox banner. So what Xbox are doing are focusing more about Xbox games being available to play on two different platforms, on, on various platforms, in a, interesting enough, mm. play them on PC, play them on Xbox, play them on Project X Cloud. A similar play the game you want where you want it. Have we heard that before? Yes, maybe. So it's it's that's what Phil Spencer. You can see that what they're doing, and that's why they've invested heavily in um, studios uh, to, over the last few years. And it's now we're going to start seeing yeah. a whole shed load of exclusives to uh, Xbox and PC. So Xbox. Uh, games pass for pc is now launched as well so yeah. it's all about making microsoft and xbox a place to play certain games and you like the netflix model you want your your house of cards or whatever it is your exclusive titles to get them there because they've seen that's what how playstation built up the popularity having those big exclusives and that's what will differentiate you in the end from just being another platform on which people could choose to play games and so stadia will have their exclusives games that you could only play on stadia because of the way it's made 
um, and that will be the great differentiator. But it takes even with the super machine learning, you know, it maybe won't take the three years it would normally do. It may no. take a year, but it will be a while till we till we see that. I, I think as well, it's a little bit like both. You're right, Clive. Both Microsoft and Sony have interestingly enough exposed themselves a little bit by by allowing their games to appear on PC and it's, it's Grand Canyon University an affordable private Christian university is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country offering more than 270 programs online in addition to federal grants and aid GCU's online students received nearly 130 million dollars in institutional scholarships in 2022 Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. To me, it's a, it's a bit like the bat bites the pig, the pig mm. gets the virus, and the virus gets to humans. Mm. So I mean, just to kind of make it very topical. Um, so essentially, you know, they're, 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 these two bats have essentially gone, well, we'll go with the PC because it's just one step away. Yeah. And Stadia is still fairly neutral in this territory. Um, so I could absolutely imagine, and, and once it's been developed for PC, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. Mm. Um, so, and you know where I was just something that Clive just said at the end there, which just sparked off a thought. Maybe one of the big things that they're doing with Chimera isn't not not so much at this stage about. Uh, assisting with general game development, but actually assisting with porting games to Stadia. Mm. So they've taken, you know, they're maybe writing code that can do that automatically. So if you've got a legacy game or a game that you've not been building around Stadia or as part of the mix, here you go, here's our box of algorithms and we'll do it for you in three days. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, next question, which is a very good question, and definitely beyond my pay grade, Stadia from uh, um, Alakazam. Stadia dosage. Do you think Stadia will get into VR? I think they can create the Oasis. What do you guys think? Who wants to tackle that first? Go first, Clive. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. The and again, I, I'm going to sound like a person who, you know, everything everything I'm sort of anti against. Like, uh, oh, it will never happen. You know, uh, I, part of me just thinks is, is VR a thing? I, mm. I think. I think augmented reality is more of a goer mm-hmm. than than VR. There's something disconnecting about VR, oddly enough. So, no, I don't think VR. I think VR's already had its day in a way. I know that sounds controversial. You heard it here, folks. I think <laughs> I think augmented reality. Imagine walking instead of in, instead of walking around a, a, a world that is created, and then populated with demons and beasts that you then fight or whatever imagine walking around your real world like we've already seen uh with pokemon and stuff like that uh mm. you know but but having a sort of a, gla- a pair of glasses like my glasses that then somehow projected some augmented reality uh on in the real world that you could interact with we've seen it with uh, minecraft as well they're doing that minecraft augmented reality minecraft where you could build minecraft worlds in your back garden, if that makes sense, you know, using augmented yeah, reality. So I think that's where, if anything, we'll see it. Mm-hmm. And of course, maybe, I mean, we talked, I meant I touched very briefly on Google Glass uh, being about the only genuine hardware that they, they did sort of dash, although it's still used by business, interesting enough, uh, Google, yeah, Google Glasses. So 
they already, you know, that tech, that technology that there is well old. So imagine the version of that now, but mm. but sort of games or some sort of augmented reality games driven by your phone, whatever, which is driving, you know, stuff from the cloud. Like, so we can already play Doom Eternal on our phone. So all it needs is then the phone to send it to the, the augmented reality things to your glasses, project the image onto your eye as you're looking at the real world and you're interacting with some ogre or something. Or they might send a few people a bit do lally if that was the case. But but I could see that being a, a thing. Yeah, me too. I think I personally I think more AR than VR, although there are lots of clues, um, not least of which on, uh, I think Stadia Source wrote an interesting article where they showed um, that quite a few developers that are working on games for Stadia are uh, actually have VR titles coming up. Um, and uh, I think I, I mentioned a while back, I, I'd seen a few uh, job vacancies um, uh, for Stadia, for VR engineers. So it's happening, whether or not, but, but, tempering the thought what we also know about google per se is they do a lot of stuff behind the scenes it never makes it makes its way into any commercial sense so just because they're playing with it doesn't mean it's going to happen and what it could do as clive says is it could manifest itself into something around ar or even maybe a technology that we've as yet yeah. not even considered um thinking about how these guys bring the game them. right into your retina yeah that's it <laughs> like, like a like a stick thing going back to your bloke learning to walk yeah yeah <laughs> all right and i think we'll 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 wrap this up with our last question here gentlemen mm -hmm. which is from christopher therese uh he says a stadium dosage will you think google themselves will develop games instead of relying on other developers because they do develop everything else when it comes to google classroom on education etc what are you guys thoughts on that you want to tackle that first adam and then uh clive yeah, well, they are. They are developing games themselves, and they've, they've got two studios currently, one in, in California, one in Canada. Um, and they also have offshoots in places like London, and these are working very much on their own their own IP, their own games. Um, they're maybe a little bit behind uh, where Amazon are, for example, because Amazon are also bringing out their own cloud gaming platform, and they've been developing their own games now for a few years but certainly that's happening they're also working with people like splash damage to co-develop and speed up that process um so yeah it's fundamental to what they're looking to do and i think not so much because they think that's a great way necessarily to build huge revenue but because i think it's they feel it's the only way that they can shortcut showing off the power of stadia because mm. obviously what we're getting at the moment the titles like um Doom Eternal, which has got, you know, not it actually doesn't have anything going on in it that's Stadia-esque, but games like Division 2, which has obviously got some Stadia features in it. But I think they've got, as we said earlier, we've only seen three or four, five or six uh, features that they've wanted to expose to the public yet. I think there's a ton of features that, that they developers probably know about. We certainly don't know. Um, but they're not ready yet because it's not in their game cycle to build those yeah. titles. So Stadia have to build them themselves to show the power. And everybody talks. I know you talk about it, MM. I know that Chase talks about it, about this kind of, you know, uh, massive Ready Player One game that is a yeah. world in itself and, and never, you know, take Destiny and multiply it by 1,000 
uh, or Warframe or any of those kind of huge MMOs that are just worlds to be explored. And imagine if they if aspects of those games were procedurally created so every day it built a whole new part of a, a landscape with stuff to explore that the developers weren't even aware of the developers wake up in the morning and are just as surprised that the machine learning algorithms have built another 16 miles of game for everyone yeah. to explore yeah. that's the kind of stuff that's coming and they're developing it behind the scenes yeah <laughs> We know they've got their own, you know, they, you know, it's well, well published that they create their own studios. But they, I think they also take like the Microsoft Studios approach. So it'll be a series of co-productions and uh, acquisitions to bring people into the family. We know they've headed up the creative side with, you know, X Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft people as well. You know, Sharon Sudstill is in there for a reason and that studio specifically is to create what a stadia in what i would call an in-house game and then you've got uh star labs as uh, adam mentioned which is specifically about developing the tech tools for their studio to use but also then offer that to other studios who are developing specifically uh stadia related games so we yeah so we know they've already got their own studios, but it will be a mixed economy of co-productions, acquisitions, and their their own in-house studios, which they're building up. We already know because they put key people in place, and the key people then then employ people below them who employ people below them. So we know that they, you know, they're building out that structure already. So yeah, we're going to see some, you know, games which are, you know, in a, a maximize what stadia can do one thing i kind of was thinking about before today in, in terms of the lifestyle of a console is the best games are not the games that are there on release the best mm -hmm. games of that console are the ones that come three years into the life of a console because mm -hmm. by that yeah. time the developers Absolutely. have had a chance to understand what this what can it do because you know what techie guys are like proper techie they really want to push things to the limit Mm -hmm. and, and that takes time to people to really try things out and and so your first games are like to scratch the the, the surface of what that console can do yeah. as we get into it and 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 so in order to pioneer that the in-house stadia studios will be the ones that are pioneering things we haven't seen before things that you know really pushing the stadia tech in a way that you know the other developers can't quite get to but then we'll get to once the tools have been proven and that's really the function of as i say star labs and the in-house studios is to really say what can we what does the audience want and what can we do what can we push you know in a way that stadia can do that no one else can do yeah absolutely i look this is all amazing information um and and i saw a comment here hold on wait, let me see um Alakazam says, in reference to what we're talking about, alien technology. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Raindrop is uh, uh, Raindrop is um, she's uh, a mob member of the trash mob of the Division Two uh, uh, um, clan, and uh, she says good content today. Absolutely. This is I, 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 nothing to take away from any of my previous shows. Um, I've always felt like that I've had to give my two cents on stuff. I really didn't feel like I needed to even be here today. <laughs> like you guys pretty much added so much more 
to our understanding of what this platform can provide and and we're and give us a glimpse into the future more than I ever could that um I think that anybody that was wise enough to see you two guys were going to be on here and listen really got something today so um I I, I really appreciate you guys coming on thank you so much thank and you. if you're if you're not wild like me you need to get a CAT scan. But for the rest of us that are wild, um, you can catch these guys every week, right? On the Generation X Club Gaming, right? Did I get that time frame right? Every week? Gaming Club. Generation X Gaming Club. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to put this. we get older, it'll probably be that. <laughs> hey, old dirty blasters, man. We're taking. <laughs> we're accepting applications. Hey, look. I, and, and I imagine a logo to be a, like a, a walker. With a gun wrapped yeah. uh, taped to yeah. it with uh, an ace bandage, you know what I mean? That yeah. could be a little, yeah. Yeah. 80s vibe going in there, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miami Vice trousers, yeah. Ma Max Hedrum, you know, announced Max Hedrum, yeah, 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 absolutely. That first link, guys, was to Generation X Club Gaming. To their YouTube channel, they have a separate YouTube yeah. channel. Here goes the links to their individual YouTube channels because even solo, these guys um, curate and create good stuff. So this is Clive's channel right here, um, and then this is you know these links are available for both our YouTube and Facebook uh, viewers and listeners. Thank you very much. And here goes Adams, aka Stadium Rock, Stadium Rock's channel. Definitely look sub to him. Don't play around. Sub to them because they provide breakdowns and, and, and perspective of it. Look, these aren't two guys that I grabbed out of the, the pub or the bar during comedy hour. These guys, th these guys know their stuff, right? I and I think they proved that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I roll the world. I, I tell you. I tell you. Come <laughs> on my show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Definitely man. check. Them I love you. Definitely, bro. I didn't. I mean, this, this, this is one of shows that I can just sit back, kick back, have me a couple of drinks, and then just learn. I love them, you know. And and um, we definitely got to have you guys back because um, I, I think I could definitely relate to you guys' take on gaming. But before we go, um, I, I dropped the links to your your channels. Um, let's start with Clive. Um, anything else you want to talk about that you're getting into this week, my good friend? Uh, well, I've just discovered uh, we've got a new gaming rig. So, uh, and I discovered I always thought my broadband was the issue, but no, mm. it was my lack of oomph in my old gaming laptop. So now mm. I can stream live and I can stream my Stadia on the Chrome browser live. Awesome. So I have, a, I have a, a small sort of gaming channel which I just do live streaming. And the plan was that if I ever got to, if they ever released their. Uh, streaming to youtube thing i was just going to do stadia exclusive games but now i can do that and i tested it last night with PUBG and my uh, the gf i mentioned and it was hilarious um so uh, i'm <laughs> doing a lot more live streaming of games on my other on my gaming channel lord kenzel of stadia check it out awesome <laughs> the lord lord kenzel of stadia. um yeah well funnily enough tomorrow uh, I'm. I think it's 1 p.m. tomorrow morning. Andy Morphs 
is locking himself in a box. Yes. Oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I think it's absolute genius. He's, a, he's such a great guy. So he's doing that in honor of Get Packed. And then a whole bunch of creators are playing with him through the day. I've got a slot at one o'clock uh, with, with Stadia Mania, who's in the chat this evening, Lee. Um, so we're, we're going to be playing playing around our lunchtime tomorrow. So I'll be munching on a chicken sandwich and right. uh, you know, packing stuff in the back of a van um, and hopefully getting a rock around the clock out because I, I was going to get one out today, but I, I was too eager to come on your show, so it didn't happen. Um, so hopefully tomorrow. But, yeah, I, I mean, just so, so much. So, you know, thank you so much for having us on. Um, you're a legend anyway, and this is a yeah, you, you must come on Generation X actually. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I would love to be there. I'm I'm gonna sell you guys on signing up to old dirty blasters. Trust yeah, me. If I, if I gotta send you high um signed walkers, I'll do it. If I gotta do that, whatever <laughs> I love that name, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> really yeah, but no, no, thank you. Thank you for coming. I'm sorry, what were you gonna say, Adam? No, no, I was saying old dirty blasters, really fitting for us. Yeah. <laughs> we're old, very dirty, and we're dirty. Uh, and we love blasting. Hey, <laughs> yeah. speaking of that, Raindrop says, uh, I think she's asking Clive this. Yeah. She said, Hey, what is the next PUBG stream? I love it. I will, uh, you just make sure you uh, check out my Twitter and stuff. I haven't decided yet. I've got the kids over at the moment. So uh, <laughs> it will be sometime this weekend. That's the plan anyway. But I'll try and make a regular, I'll try and establish a regular slot. But uh, it was, uh, it was funny. <laughs> Jumping in the rock because the PUBG because they're American cars and I, yeah. I was with my girlfriend and so I, I, we're panicking and I said quick get jump in that camper van and uh -huh. I jumped to the wrong side and I'm saying to her try <laughs> what are you doing what are you doing try I've got just press it press it L R what drive and then I realised it was me sitting in the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, we definitely got to check that out. So, yes, yes, see Clive playing PUBG and getting on the wrong side of the American car. Um, with that said, I'm going, I, I don't have anything in store tomorrow. I'm going to probably do some game streams. I'm going to do some, um, I want to play Octopath Traveler. Fantastic game. It's going to be worth my wife kicking my ass all up and down the boulevard when she finds her credit card statement next month. Um, I, I, it's, it's fantastic. Um, definitely get that game. And State is just on a trajectory course yeah. up. And, and, and I'm, I'm excited to be here at the beginning of this stuff. And, and thank you for the kind words. But no, I mean, the, the community needs this type of stuff that they get from you guys. So, again, everyone that's listening, whether it's live or on demand, Please go to these individuals' YouTube channels. Go to Club. Uh, uh, go to Generation X Club, um, Gaming. Please okay. check out their yeah, stuff. Blame Clive. It could have just been called Generation X. He's always got to have that <laughs> one extra bit on the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> one one extra syllable in there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no good stuff. Definitely. <laughs> and I want to thank and thank you guys for being so patient. I know it's late where you're at. It's like ten thirty at night. Um, That's but. Right. Thank you so much for for um, indulging this channel and 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 and, and enlightening this community in the way you do. Thank you so much. And with that said, uh, um, one last link. Look, if you don't, if you're looking at this and you're like, this, these are three old Stadia shields. You ain't got to take our word for how well this platform performs. I just dropped the link. Go to stadia.google.com and try it for yourselves. You know, it's just that simple, guys. So, guys and gals. 
Yeah, exactly. With that being said, thank you so much, guys. And as always, thank you for joining us. You have a wonderful, wonderful gaming day. Peace. Thanks, chat. They sick cause I follow my gut They say I was pushing my luck I'ma push me a mat all black truck